Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. What is up, weirdos? I'm very excited that Allison Becker was able to come in and do the show. Allison, uh, some of you may know from the numerous things she's done on the television, on your Comedy Centrals and your VH1s and whatnot. You also may know her from uh, being in several of the Batman videos that uh, that I made with my friend Oren and my friend Matt McCarthy for College Humor. And if you haven't, maybe you want to watch that first. Just type in uh, Batman Can't Stop Thinking About Sex on YouTube or Batman uh, Riddler. And that'll that'll come up. Those are the ones we made. And Allison is amazing. She's a wonderful improviser and a good friend of mine. And we had we just had a love a lovely time gabbing gabbing like gals. Uh, a couple things up top. You made it weird. Com is where all the t-shirts are. You know that already. A couple dates coming up. This one's new. January 18th at 10 p.m. at the Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah. We're going to be doing a live. You made it weird. If you're going to be at Sundance, uh, check it out. If you want to watch it live streaming, uh, that's also something you can do. I should tell you how to do that, shouldn't I? Um, it's going to be on the Video Podcast Network, VPN. Uh, you can watch that live on the 18th at 10 p.m. streaming live. Or if you're at Sundance, come come watch it and be a part of the crowd. We should be getting some, you know, some of those fancy movie people, hopefully, to come and make it weird. February 1 and 2, I'm going to be in San Francisco for Sketchfest with a live You Made It Weird on the 2nd at Cobbs. February 21st through 23rd, I'll be back in Madison, Wisconsin for Comedy Club on State. I'm going to bring Chris there with me. And March 9th, I'm going to be in Grand Rapids, Michigan for Gilda's Laugh Fest. Uh, as always, please email your favorite moments. People have been so supportive and so helpful with this so far. Favorite moments, anything that made you laugh, anything that made you think or moved you or was interesting to you, uh, those favorite little snippets, email it to comedysexgod at gmail.com. We're trying to put together a best of the show. It'll definitely be some sort of uh, CD or a download that you can get of all the best moments, and it may even be something like a book. I don't know. We're going to see what shape it takes once we see the things come in. So that's comedysexgod at gmail, and you can email me personally, weird at nerdist.com is a way to email the show. Uh, the sponsor, you know this by now, is Amazon. It's the easiest way to uh, support the show. Go to Nerdist.com, click on the Amazon banner, shop like you normally would. A percentage of the proceeds goes towards supporting uh, this this free and always free podcast. Please do that. Helps us out. We appreciate it. Stay crispy. Remain crispy. But first, you got to be crispy. Never said that before. Never going to say that again. Can you tell I'm on antibiotics? I'm full of drugs. Enjoy Allison Becker, friends. Like. It is. It's Thank hard. Thank you. To, Look at this. It's almond Thank milk. you. Are you okay with that? I am actually not okay with that. I'm allergic to almonds. Really? Yeah. Do you want black? No, it's okay. Are you, do you want it? Why do you I, want black? Oh, Katie got me a water. Have black. Here, you want almond? Um, she wants it. But it's coffee. No, it's okay. You'd rather have, You drink that. You, you do, I don't No, need I like coffee. almond milk. You drink Are you sure? Yeah. What do you think? Why would I offer that? Because you don't have milk in yours, so now I feel like... Because I'm a goddamn man, Allison. Yeah. <laughs> Of course you record. Thank you. So nice to see you. But I, but that's that's silly because I don't care. Okay. Well, good. I f- in fact, when she put the almond milk in yours or mine, as it turned out, <laughs> uh, it, it made me... Um, Want some? Can we talk about that right off the bat? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do. This is like... This is reminding me of like a girlfriend thing. And look, I'm going to tell you a little story. <laughs> I think it's silly to start this way. 
I I'm really worried about becoming a bitter person when I've, I come. What th- the last person on earth to become uh, a bitter person is you? I know, but that, I guess it's maybe it's because I'm wary of it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm on the lookout for it. But you're just so happy. And I agree with you. <laughs> but can I get my notes, Katie? Yeah. My notes. Well, can well, I can yeah. I get real right off the bat? Yeah, I was just about to get really okay. real. Because when you went through your breakup, well, you know, people were concerned that you were going to go from happy Pete to sad Pete, but you never did. You stayed happy Pete. <laughs> you were right there. I was right there. You were right there. When I think about my divorce. In the bedroom. <laughs> I wish, Jesus. Taking notes. I didn't get an erection for six months. Uh, (laughs) See, we'll get real. It doesn't matter. I used to lose my erection masturbating after my divorce. Oh, that's sad. Isn't that sad? Granted, I was masturbating a lot. But I think it's better to lose your erection masturbating than lose it with someone else. At least someone's there to witness it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's better to not have someone there Because you're there like, oh, it. it's lonely. Like, no, I, I wager that it's worse. Because right. then, then you're there holding your flaccid, your, your failure, and you're just alone. I understand that if you lose your erection with another person, that's terrible. Right, but if you finish yes. and you have an orgasm, then you're still alone, is my point. Yeah, and that the, moment is sad. See, I think the moment after a woman, you tell me, I'm not a lady. What do after, you want to After a man um, comes. Yes. I, I, I think I, <laughs> it's a shame that I've said this on the show before. <laughs> I often will laugh. There's this laugh at the absurdity of what I just did. Wait, when you're by yourself? Yeah, I'll come. And it go, you go from like so serious, so like, oh, yeah. Like you're, you're so like. Oh, I've never laughed. I've napped. <laughs> I want to know what happens. But uh so this has been coming up. I guess it's what I've been thinking about lately is you're so, you're so uh, unidirectional. You're just thinking about uh, sex. And then it makes perfect sense. Sex makes perfect sense. And then you come. And then, and then like, the, the theater is over. I know yeah. it's my hand. It's not another person. It was me the whole time. So, so you're kind of like you have an adorable laugh. And then I, it's more of a relief. It's more of, it's more of a – it's like the cosmic joke of, like, isn't this silly – that my body didn't think this was silly before I did it. And then the moment I did it, I, didn't, I don't have regret. Let's, uh, let's be clear there. Do you do your big loud laugh? No. Because you have a loud laugh. That was so <laughs> okay. funny. That's what my neighbors hear four to five times a day. <laughs> Just like cackling through the... No, no, there it goes again. I wish I could record the laugh because it's, it's a very pure laugh. It's a very, sometimes, sometimes it happens uh, during... Like a giggle? No, it's more. I wish I can't even imitate because because I'm so uh, present in that moment. There's no thought of the not not to say that my other laughs are calculated, but that one I don't even know what it is. Wait, I wouldn't know if I heard it. Can we back it up for a second? Well, we covered like eight things. Okay, well, because what you started off saying was you're afraid that you're going to become cynical. Oh yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, did they sweeten that? Fucking vegan bitches. They're it's vegans the almond milk. and they're women. I love calling women <laughs> bitches so much. I love it it's so, so much. Weird coming out of I you. know that's why it's fun. I do it on stage sometimes. I'll be like, "Look at this bitch," and like people don't know what to do. <laughs> you can't even say it without. I smiling. know that's the joke. That's the <laughs> Look joke. At the adorable that's the bitch. joke. I was doing. I was doing a set at the Improv the other night, and I started making fun of. Like, I did a joke. I often will say, if there's an empty seat, I'll say, look, it's for Elijah, right? <laughs> and then people will laugh, and I go, I'll, I call that joke the Jew finder, right? 
Which is weird. It's weird. And then, like, they all backed off, and I was like, you fucking dummies. You think I don't like Jews? And then I was like, I do find them genetically inferior, because, like, they, because they got offended, right. then you then follow you, then it you more. Them. Yeah, then you're like, you want to be then offended. Then you get in there. You fucking dummies. Here's what I was going to tell you. Here's what I, then we'll talk about my, of course, we'll talk He's about He's writing with a marker. Divorce. Is that a magic marker? All markers are magic. Oh, good answer. <laughs> good answer. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alan Sharpie. And in my family, all, all markers, markers are, are magic. magic. You have to put your phone on Do Not Disturb. I will destroy you. I won't really destroy it's you. It's off. Oh, it's not buzzing, but it's lighting up like a... It's lighting up. I'm sorry. You, no, know, you, you don't want to know what that to, was? You don't need to apologize. See, that's, they real, were that's not, real stuff. They were not text messages. They were words with friends. I see moves. that. Alec Baldwin over here. Yeah. We haven't talked about that. <laughs> I'm going to put down Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin with a marker. He's just drawing a picture of a man with a marker. Alec Baldwin. Bitterness. <laughs> Here's the bitterness, and I really so here's here's the here's the preamble to you and I. Must make a pact, Jackson. You Five. and I, I must make. A What's the next? Pact. Oh, we, we must bring salvation back. back. Where there is love. I always picture Joe Jackson in the corner smoking, like you finally <laughs> nailed it. Belt Holding in the other hand. <laughs> Of course, oh, course holding a belt. Soon. I was just listening to Jackson Five in the car, and it always creeps me out to know that he's an asexual eleven-year-old being like, "Just give me one more chance." I'm like, Sam. "For what? Uh, time in the sandbox?" What he was my playing? first crush. Really? Yeah, when he was like a beautiful black teenager. What was going on with me and my brother? We loved Michael Jackson as well. We had the glove. We had the dolls. I had a poster of him that I would kiss. I would kiss it every night before I went. to I don't sleep. have a problem with that. If but I, one time I kissed the crotch. <laughs> I remember, my, my best friend in second grade was Lacey Rodell and she's like I dare you to kiss him right here I didn't even know the word crotch let of alone course penis you didn't. and I did I kissed the poster in his crotch and what was it like <laughs> it was Glossy? very cold and flat my, oh. Michael Jackson's penis is cold and flat it had no reaction no to reaction you. just like the real one yeah <laughs> too soon he's not dead uh that's a conspiracy. It's one of my favorite conspiracies. A good conspiracy always hinges on like, it's a different car. Like that. I, I looked up the Michael. Like they put his car in like one. They put his body in one ambulance. And then later they're like, look, it's a different car. That's a 2010 model. <laughs> Impossible. You know, you know what's weird though? Is it often is, but it doesn't like, I don't, I don't know how. I, I just wish someone would come out and be like, yeah, we swapped cars or something. Or explain to me why they were no, two that's ambulances. that's only going to feed. That's only going to feed You're the, right. the conspiracy. I'm with you. All right. I'm all I'm game for conspiracy. I think Tupac's alive. Yeah, that's good. Because after he quote unquote died, oh, his next albums. yeah, and then his next video was Wasn't like him a- in heaven. <laughs> Come on. Wasn't there a Chappelle's uh, Chappelle show sketch where it was Tupac? He's like, I'm not dead. <laughs> oh, <I didn't laughs> like, he's singing like I'm not really yeah, dead. I don't think he is. Uh, he's like living it up somewhere. I kind of hope so. Tupac was the rascal of the duo. <laughs> you got you got your like kind of like the artful dodger. Yeah, you got your artful dodger. And you, I don't know what that means. I'm just agreeing. All right, it's from from Oliver. Oh, I'm glad I stopped. Is that the name you. of the? Is that the name of the? Play? I thought you were just being whip smart. Oliver Twist. Like you are. You graduated cum laude. He was the one who sang. Um, they sweetened that fucking vegan. Shit. What was the song that he sang? Tupac. Yeah, pick a pocket, and then oh, did he sing? I'd do anything for you. Dear anything, yeah, it's I true. Anything, Dear anything, anything for you. It's so funny being romantic and like a grotesque cocky. <laughs> I want to marry you with a bird in my pocket, dear. 
Fucking Cockney, that get out of really here. A broom will marry us for two quid, he will. Put a bow tie on and, a broom and it's a priest. And that's Tupac. <laughs> oh, that's Tupac. I see. Well, Tupac is scary. Biggie was more like I'd, I'd like I'd like to eat a whole pizza with Biggie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He seemed slow moving, uh, like a big fish. And I like that. But he couldn't catch you? Is that what you're saying? If you had to run, he couldn't catch you? <clears throat> oh, well, I do like that. You, it, it's safe for you to assume that I did mean danger. I just meant like I think we would like the same things. Oh, okay. Like I'd like to play dominoes. If we're going to make it like kind of a hip hop type thing. I see you guys playing thing, dominoes. Let's play dominoes. Let's put – let's play, like nothing dangerous. Tupac is like, let's start a revolution. And okay. I'm like, relax. <laughs> His tattoos are <laughs> He's scary. He's got too much energy. Too much energy. Calm yes. down. A little ADD. <clears throat> TJ – our friend TJ Miller mm-hmm. reminds me of the Tupac kind of like he, he's just. He, Have you told him that? Um, I bet he would love it. <laughs> TJ is the kind of guy that like I go out with him and, and talking about me laughing after I come. There's nobody that understands the absurdity of existence, if, if that's a thing, which I think it is, more than TJ. Oh, yeah. He thinks everything is a joke. And I bet. And that's anarchy. He's the, he's the Joker. If I came over to TJ's apartment and he had the Joker makeup on, I'd be like, I wouldn't bat an eye. He's a nut. In fact, he one is time. He's an adorable nut. He's an adorable nut. I went out with him. He wanted to go to a weed shop here in Los Angeles. What? And what? Well, they're legal here. I know. I know. I'm aware. I live here. And he, his face was red. He had, he was going to a Halloween party or something, and his face was already red. And he was wearing like a barbershop quartet jacket. And we went to a, a weed shop that was already red, like the the inside of it was red. So he's matching the wall. So he looked like the devil. And in an, and I had never really been in one of those shops before. And I was taking pictures of them, and they're like, "You can't take pictures in here. You You're, can't take pictures in there." No. See, thank you for not knowing. Because somebody, because if some somebody doesn't want to be seen in there. No, because because it's always like pretty sketchy. I mean, even though it's legal, I think it's like, is it well, legal? Well, to be fair, you probably couldn't take pictures in a regular doctor's office either. <laughs> yeah, that's generous. Call Yeah, I know what you're saying. Right. It's because it's sketchy. It's because they know what they're yeah, doing. It's they know sketchy. what they're doing. It's sketchy. So Tupac is a rascal, and, right. and Biggie is more laid back. Agreed. Tupac is an Arnold Palmer. Biggie's just regular lemonade. Just mm-hmm. fucking sweet and mm-hmm. relax yourself. I think Tupac's even more than an Arnold Palmer. How? Ooh, yeah. He's like a like a kamikaze shot. There's not, oh yeah, and a, and a shot of, of vodka in there. <laughs> yeah, lit on fire. Yeah, on fire. <laughs> like a like a B fifty two. Something dangerous. Yeah, I made it. <laughs> A B-52. If you order that, that guy. What's that guy's name? You know. Hmm? The, the lead Oliver singer Twist? of the B-52s. Oh, I don't know. Mm. Oh, I know who you mean. Oh, What's you just laughed. Name? Oh, I thought you got, I know who you mean. I thought you got my impression. <laughs> anyway, so. I thought you were doing your Arful Dodger impression again. How many of Tupac's tattoos can you name? Um, oh, I don't know. Oh, well, let's do it together. I'm not putting you on the I, spot. I, I honestly don't know. Who's the He's one that got, has Thug Life? That's him. Okay, that's the only one I know. And I only know life. that because my friend has an imitation of the Thug Life tattoo, but it says Pizza Party. <laughs> that is very funny. Isn't it great? That's uh, is the it, only one I know Does it remain of. funny? Because he has to have it his whole oh, life. Oh, he has it forever. Yeah. Yeah, it remains funny. He has enough tattoos that it's not like, it's, the, the funny, it's not the centerpiece. The funny tattoo is a tricky one. Our, our friend in Chicago, Mike Wiley, was a comedian and uh, is a comedian. He had... On his arm, like you have barbed wire, but it was Christmas lights. <laughs> okay, see, you're getting that laugh. And Kyle Kinane, right oh. here in, in cursive, it says whoops. Oh. These are funny tattoos, but a funny tattoo is a risk. I'm not, I don't want to. Well, any, the pizza I don't party one tattoos. is funny because it's like, it's funny on its own. It's on its And abs. it's even funnier, yeah, if you know that it's imitation of the Tupac one. But yeah. to be honest with you, that's the only tattoo of Tupac that I could name. And he also he also has like a, 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 a Egyptian goddess or something like a Nefertiti sort of thing. Okay, which is so. Something. Do can you name more? Thug, if thug, you name I one thought, more, I, then you win. 
Yeah. Oh, well, it's unfair. You got Thug Life. That's the easy one. Thug Life. He also has one, I'm sorry, I'm going to win, that says Tupac. He has a tattoo of his own name? Yep. Okay. Didn't it's know. not his name, though. His name is... <laughs> it's his name. Come on. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but then, you know, he got his, his rap name. Can you name any of John Bon Jovi's tattoos? Probably one that says Jersey, I'm guessing. <laughs> All I know is he has a Superman tattoo on Does his back. Does he? Yeah. Well, that's annoying. <sighs> and then he has the Have a Nice Day I album cover. You I love him. him? I love him. Nobody loves him. I do. Ooh. Who do you love that's embarrassing? Um, or not embarrassing. I'm not embarrassed. Like, love meaning listen to them all the time? Yeah. Like, into it. Well, it doesn't have to be a musician. It could be, like, an actor or someone you have oh, a crush on. Is it embarrassing that I love Tom Cruise? I love T. Cruise. Maddie D. Weird. Maddie D can do no wrong. Dude, I saw the, the newest um, Mission Impossible. Yeah. It was fucking amazing. The third one is better, but yeah. Oh, I like this one so much better. Why? I was, I was applauding in the middle of the movie. I'm about to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, tell me why. I just I could this I couldn't believe the stunts they were amazing. He did them himself. Too. I know that's you know why because he's like, fucking incredible. And I was like I'm not a fan of his, but I left there like saying he... to everyone like he deserves to be a movie star. He deserves to be. A he movie is star. a movie star. He deserves. It. Other people are he Tom Cruise. He is a movie star. Yeah, like he They're is all... the definition of a movie star. That's exactly right. I'm glad you. Why Have do you, you like ever it better met him? Than... No. Have you? No, but I hear he's like. TJ met him. Oh really? And did a movie with him. Oh, and he, what, did he and say he was, what he was like? He said, he, he said, I was a little disappointed because TJ, well, first of all, TJ's a loon. Yeah, we talked but about I heard that his, Tom Cruise is like invasively polite to the point where you're like, stop talking. Really? Where he's like, hey man, what are you doing? How's your family? So nice to meet you. And you're like, yeah. okay, please stop. I wonder what that is. Is that the complete uh, dissolve, what's the dissolution? The, the end of anxiety. Oh, that's the other like, extreme? Yeah, I, I wonder what it is oh, about me that like... If I could change something about myself, there's like a, a couple different modes. There's a mode I've been in lately where I just like go home and watch movies and like I've been reading and shit. I don't even recognize myself going to <laughs> going to bed at like 11. Are you saying this like it's a bad thing? No, it's a good thing. Okay. It's a healthy thing. Yeah. But then like – then look, that's all fine and good and that's not even coming from anxiety. But then there's just times when like I don't want to go out. I don't yep. want to be like Tom Cruise. I don't want to meet people. I'm not curious. I'm not interested. I don't And are you fuck. upset that you're like that? I would would like to be more consistently interested. I agreed. Because I have moments of that too where I'm like, I'm fine sitting at home, but then I have those nights where it's like, I want to be home and I'm sad that I want to be home. Yeah. And that's what's, that's what's well, sad. If you could change it, you would. Yeah, but sometimes I force myself. I'm like, I'm going to go out even if I had a bad time. Really? Yeah. I guess I do that sometimes. Not every time, but... That's usually how you meet a girlfriend. Oh, yeah. And then I, wasn't even gonna I wasn't even going to go. You know, I wasn't going to go that night with Timmy P. Timmy P, stand up, Timmy. He dragged me out. He dragged me to that fucking Dave and Buster's. I love you, Dave. I love you, Buster. Uh, And he loves his new wife. Oh, I'm not wearing deodorant. I just noticed. I was in an isolation chamber today. Please explain. Those floating tanks. Wait, you did that? Yeah, I did that. I heard about that. I'm I'm claustrophobic. I couldn't do it. It's not not a claustrophobic issue. You're picturing a coffin. Wait, I heard. Aren't you in like a pod, though? No, you're, I think you're picturing it wrong. Okay. I'll give you the dimensions. It? Ready? It's seven feet long. Yeah. That's what you're laying. So I'm 6'6", six, six, so I just make it. Okay. And it's four feet wide. So, so far <laughs> it's a Manhattan it. bedroom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. The rent is 2200 <laughs> Great deal. But it's near Union is it Square. In the village? <laughs> no, but it's, it's near it. It's 29th and 8th. Um, okay. Uh, and now here's the kicker. How high is it? Seven feet high. That legitimately is a Manhattan bedroom. 
Well, Almost. it's a Manhattan Wait, bathroom. That's is it for pitch sure. black? I don't know why. I say, yeah, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. Can't I can't do pitch black unless it's someplace I know. Well, you'd you know, you'd get to know it pretty well. I literally, <laughs> go, I've had oh, panic is, attacks. This I've is had a tank in, in the ground. You could do it. I don't think you you have a lot of confidence in me. I couldn't do it. I believe you could do it. But you loved it. I did love it. Not in the re- not for the reason I thought I would love. And it. And do though. you meditate or you just fall asleep? I tried meditating, but. I also tried sleeping. It's so weird. Everything you're just you're just exactly kind of where you want to get already. So meditating doesn't further the process oh, at and all. And is it like high salt content? <clears throat> so you're floating? Yeah, I'm covered in salt. I'm such a lady. I love Gavin like gals, and you're a gal. <laughs> I wanted so badly to go home and put on all different kinds of moisturizers. Have you ever had a salt scrub? Uh, no, I've oh, been offered one. <laughs> they're amazing. <laughs> Why? Because your skin where do you afterwards, get it? you can get it at the Russian baths Vodas or a lot spot? of spots. Vodaspod? Vodaspod? That's Vodaspod, where I was yeah. offered one. Oh my gosh, it's the best. If I were you and I went to Vodaspa, I'd be afraid because there are always guys that are like, hey, baby. Yeah, but my skin feels great when yeah, I go home. It's worth they're it. Not, they're not, what's, <sighs> what is Russian cat call? Fucking snow call? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Stop snow calling Vodka me. Call. <laughs> Vodka call. <laughs> Snowcat, snowcat is a thing. Oh, snow, snowcat call. Snowcat call. Fucking good job, Al. I nailed it. <laughs> um, you did wait, nail it. So you float in there for how long? Two hours. God, I can't do it. I, I got was... out after an hour and forty-five because I'm a grown man. I can get out when I want. If you to. want to get out, you can. <laughs> yeah, the door is right there. And then could you go back in? Could you be like, I need a break? Yeah, I don't think you'd in. want a break. Okay. You know why? I don't know why I'm putting all this confidence in you. Tell me, you get panic attacks Mm -hmm. in small areas? I get panic attacks if I'm in a pitch black room that I'm not familiar with. So, like, if I'm home or at a boyfriend's house, pitch black, it's fine. Or at my parents' house or anything. What about the first time you're at a boyfriend's house? Couldn't be pitch black. (laughs) Really? So you need a little light. And even in a hotel room, I couldn't do it. You just need a little light and then you're okay. Yeah, then I'm okay. And then if I was there, if I got... Where is the panic? You wake up and you don't remember where you are? I can't, yeah, I wake up and I don't know where I am and then I feel like I'm can't, I can't breathe and I have a full-on panic attack. This is getting real. No, it's okay. <laughs> this is getting real. No, this is good. Isn't that hard to travel and stuff? Is it unpleasant then to travel? Do you I like bring, to stay home? Um, well, usually there's at least a little bit of light, whether it's from like a clock or something. Sure. But actually, a little secret about me when I travel, yeah. I bring a glow stick. Hmm. Because if I happen to find ecstasy. my place, because I take ecstasy, <laughs> but if I happen to find my place in a myself in a place where there's no light, I could always crack the glow stick, and I have never had to use it, but I feel safe that it's, it's like there. an EpiPen. It's an EpiPen, yeah, but it's a light light pen. Yeah, it's a lighty pen. But it's I could I, then that you don't have to little, carry a whole light or anything. That's just like a that's like as Nick Kroll one time said to me. Uh, he was like, that's not weird. It's just something I'd put in your character's description yeah. to help us. <laughs> if I were trying to play you, it'd be like, she's a little neurotic. She brings a glow stick And you with wouldn't her. ever come up in the show. You would just know no, it in no. the back of your head. Yeah, you know what it is for you is like, when do you tell somebody? I travel with a noise machine. Yeah, I know a lot of people. A lot of guys do. Yeah, why? A lot of guys are picky guys? sleepers. I don't really? know why. Yeah, like I need, I need this temperature and I need the pillow like this. Almost every need- girlfriend I've had learns to love it. Yeah, you do. You become addicted to it, which is bad, I guess. Is you, it? You have an iPhone. It's on an iPhone app now. Yeah, but I want it to vibrate a little bit, which it does. Whoa! Okay. You heard that here first. Okay. You heard that here first. <laughs> I wonder if it's an evolutionary thing, and I'm uh, a little bit. This is stupid, by the way. I'm just spitballing. Mm-hmm. If it's like that, I'm from the hunter 
area. Like you're not afraid that the berries are going to come and get us in our sleep, but I have to be like saber tooth tigers are going to come and get us. So I have to ha- put on a white noise machine. Oh, maybe if I were a caiman, I'd sleep by the w- by the waterfall and I'd die. But the, so so you think you're more sensitive to the sounds? I can't stop taking the temperature of the universe, everything around me. Well, the only way reason that I would argue against that is that mm. women are usually the ones who get up to feed the baby, and they have to be oh light yeah. For well, that. well then, I agree that with that instantly. Yeah, so because we have milk in our boobies. I know, isn't that weird? I don't have any now, but yeah, but you could. I could, and then you'd take the coffee. Have you ever tasted breast milk? Every other day. <laughs> I don't have know why I said that. No, no, I heard it's sweet. Why? Have I don't you? know. I'm just curious. No, I haven't. Would I? I, you know, it's weird. I remember one time I was uh, I saw a video of a woman lactating, and I was like, I'm really glad this doesn't turn me on. <laughs> I was very, very glad. I know, Katie. It's so weird. But what if that were my thing and I'd have to find a pregnant woman and then you could only date her for a couple months? <laughs> but you know, they in England, they had that um, that breast milk ice cream they were selling. What? They were selling breast milk ice cream until Who? they got shut down. Whose idea was that? PETA? Because PETA's always trying to make people do that here. They're trying to make people drink breast milk? Yeah, because milk, you know, you got to keep cows perpetually pregnant. Right. First of all, fucking milk is weird. Let's just get that out here. I love it, but it's Almond weird. milk. Better. <laughs> Who do, who who's on the show that we talked about? <laughs> Almond's got the little titties. I forget who that was, and he was quoting somebody else. So you're gonna have to really research that. But the milk is gross in general because if you think about it, a cow, <clears throat> all right, has to stay pregnant all the time. Right. So they basically trick its cow ovaries, and which they, is weird to think of the cow having ovaries. Yep, and they That's squeeze it out of the cow's boobs essentially. Right, it's got its Utters. boobs. It's got its boobs where the man's. Have dick you ever is. milked a cow? No, I have. I don't know why I said it that way. <laughs> No. no. What do you think I am? I'm so not a rube. Cow milker. <laughs> you milked a cow. Yeah, I've milked a cow. It's got to be weird because it's very similar to the jerky jerk motion. Yeah. Next time you gave a guy a handy, were you like? No, because I milked a cow and I was like five, so there was a big gap oh, okay. between milking the cow and okay. my first hand job. Four or five years, which hasn't happened yet. I don't <laughs> give hand jobs. <laughs> a lot of things I like people say are juvenile hand jobs. I like a good hand job. Handy. Con- <laughs> handy. Who doesn't like a hand? Well, I guess there are other things you could do. And it was just, just a real moment. Oh, the, but the other thing is the cow has to stand its entire life. Yeah. Which is kind of unpleasant. I yeah. don't know how much cows are sitting. So wait, PETA is is promoting people drinking their own breast milk or other people's breast milk? Other people's breast milk because we're mammals and we should only drink our type I mean, of milk. It makes sense. It does make sense. It's gross. But people don't like – I have a joke about this, by the way. I just like – full disclosure. I'd like it – Oh, I'd, I feel like this is just like a, a vehicle for your whole set. What, this, this podcast? <laughs> this conversation, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I should go back and add this stuff. But it, we don't like being reminded that uh, all our parts are kind of like we're, like we're animals, basically. Yeah. That boobs are, you know, milk things. Yeah, of course not. It's, it's so also weird. We don't want to drink something from another person. And the, the, but we will drink it from some cow we But we drink met. it from an animal, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it has all the wrong new nu- Like, breast milk also is like magic, by the way. Yeah. All, mar- all markers are magic. And breast milk <laughs> is magic. Like, we, it's 2013. I'm, I don't know if you know that. We, modern I, science, I can't, <laughs> cannot identify all the, all the compounds, all the nutrients. All, um, oh, you, I, I didn't know that. But it, does, breast milk. it has everything we need. But they don't even know why it has everything you need. You're a motherfucking idiot, and you eat it fucking cracker barrel all goddamn day your breasts mm-hmm. will still make the milk that exactly. you need to give your baby because we're here and we're queer because we Get all drank milk yeah I have a lot of theories about this but anyway so but it's free if you drink it it's free range <clears throat> it is free range what your mom's breast milk yeah there was any a- mom's breast milk is free range there's no moms in cages do you know what free range means? <laughs> I do know what free range means. Is this free range breast milk? Is this organic breast oh, milk? This is organic. No mama so fat she do chocolate breast milk. 
no. Is it because of the voice? Because no. I did kind of like yeah. a black voice. <laughs> yeah, I was uncomfortable with it too. I apologize to everybody. Is it because I maybe did like just, a black Maybe it's voice. half and half. Maybe the punchline would be half and half. Your mom is so fat, her breast milk is half and half. I like that. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Your mother's so diabetic. Yeah. She breastfeeds chocolate milk. <laughs> she breastfeeds lactate. Strawberry what's quick. The, what's the, is lactate the, the lactose-free milk? <laughs> your mother's so Jewish. She, mm, maybe. Your mom's so old, her breast milk isn't sure. <laughs> your mom's so old, her breast milk is powdered. I don't know. I think we got it. <laughs> I keep going. Your mom's so dumb, her breast milk is condensed. Oh, I like that. All right. Because dense. Dense, yeah. You know, it was a he, stretch. Want to hear my favorite Yo Mama joke? Yeah. When I read this, I read this in Boston. It was written on a wall. <laughs> and it said, your mom's so ugly, people break into her house just to close the shades. <laughs> <laughs> and when I read that, I lost my shit. It was, it was oh, like my I, first. It was probably before Instagram, unfortunately. Wow, well oh, before, God. well before. I had to tell people about oh, it with my face. What's that like? I don't remember. I really <laughs> don't. But there, you know what it was about that joke is, is it has that second level to it. Is like not only, <laughs> listen, yeah. oh, not only is your mom too. ugly. But I have to protect but, her from other people. Well, she stays inside all goddamn day. <laughs> That's the second level for me is she's a recluse. I just love that she's so ugly <laughs> that I will make myself a martyr to her. Yeah. Ugliness to protect her from other people. And also break the law. Yeah. She's so ugly, I'll risk going Mm -hmm. to jail to close her blinds. That woman. And this woman just wakes up and the blinds are closed. And she's so fat that she can't get to the blinds to reopen them. I know. Why doesn't she just reopen them? Your mother's so stupid, she can't reopen the blinds. Like, it's a whole narrative now. I also love your mom so old, I told her to act her age and she died. Oh. I think that one was so act your age. Okay. And she died. I find oh, that, that one hilarious. makes me sad. There's a lot of sadness in the world. What were we talking about? <clears throat> Do you remember? Breast, I I, we were talking breast about milk, breast milk. But I still don't know why you're, what you started with, which is why you're sensory afraid of becoming, deprivation. Oh, sensory deprivation. Yeah. Afraid of the dark. Oh, boyfriends. White noise machine. Getting up. Baby. Boom. But you never told me why you're afraid of becoming cynical. Yeah, that's good. You're going to tell me? I'm going to tell you right now. I was just talking about this today. So I – here's the funny thing. Here's the the proper intro to you as a guest on the show is we've done a a lot of things together. Mm -hmm. We've done the Batman videos together. We did. did. They were fun. They're so fun. And here's what people don't know is in between every cut – and there's a lot of downtime. It was me sweating in a bat suit. And you dressed in different garb. Oh, and I, we would talk about girls and boys. We would talk about girls and That's boys. That's all we would do. But you were so... I do not know how you didn't pass out in that suit. Well, you were there for Riddler. Yeah. That's the one that I... That that warehouse was brutal. It was so hot. And I was hot wearing just like a skirt. And yeah. you were there in this... Ru- I mean, you know. I don't have to tell you. No, please tell the, the audience. Guests. I love it. I, I mean, love them to he hear how I suffered. <laughs> fucking trooper. Uh, I yes, could not more. believe. Yeah, well... It was gross. I felt bad for the makeup girl and uh, and the wardrobe girl, the two friends, Alicia and, of course, oh, God, how am I blanking on her name? Kat? Kat. Kat. I love you, Kat. She's great. She doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> but anyway, I was fat and sweaty, and just every time I would sit down, and then I'd just point the mask to the ground, and just liquid would just, it was so gross, would just come out of the fucking mask. You probably lost like 30 pounds in a, yeah, in a minute. I, it was really, it was kind of wrestler, get, making weight yeah. style. But then in between, and then you also did the Bane one. 
Yeah. And then in between, and that was even, and that was all about sex, which was even <laughs> harder to say all those things to you. But then it also be not that not that you're a prude. In fact, I love that about you. But like. It then just I, it became so much funnier because I want to make you laugh so bad, and then so I was trying to. make It's you also break. funny because to hear these dirty things from you, like I, it goes back to the bitch uh, thing. Yeah, it's so funny to just well, you heard hear the you outtakes. Say it. Yeah, I appreciate that because there. Remember, you said these are his last words, and then I go, "Her last words were spit in my mouth." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, go to YouTube. It's Batman. Can't stop thinking about sex. That's what it's called. About sex. But the alts to spit in my mouth were terrible. They were all like, uh, oh, "Your last word." What were they? It was. It was but I couldn't horrible. have. There, I could not have done that with most guys. But I was like, "Oh, coming from Pete, it's going to be hilarious." Yeah, and I know. It was, it, it was kind of harmless. It was kind of harmless. Punch my face or something. I don't and know. I've gotten recognized from that video. I got recognized from that video today. It's amazing. Isn't that weird? This thing we do basically for free. Yeah. <laughs> it's essentially for free. No, I, it was for fun. What I, it is for fun, absolutely. But when you're in those suits for 12 hours and Matt is in the bald cap and the Bane costume, me and you are talking about girls and boys. And me and Matt are just going, we got to ask for more money. We can't, <laughs> we can't keep doing this. And, it, and it's not that it's not fun. It's actually kind of the happiest I am was when I'm filming stuff like that. But that suit, fuck that suit forever. The bat suit. And like it brutal. barely fit you too because you're so tall. And it's so tall. My fucking face is so big. They have to cut it up the back. Guys, it's, seriously. Yeah. You and Matt. Because <laughs> Matt had a ball cap. It was like a million degrees. Yeah, he was unhappy. We were grumpy that day. That's the closest you Orin and I so good about it. got to even coming close to an argument. Orin is the guy who directs them and yeah. writes them with me and Matt. And we came as close as we've come because I kept taking my you mask off. You were like, off. hey. I'm hot. Yeah, yeah. That's as close because as he came go to an Because he'd go cut <laughs> and I took my mask off and he's like, you need to keep your mask on. And I'm like, I'm hot. I'm like a big baby. And we're on the clock. No, now, you so were not like, a baby. It was well, very hot. you're very nice. So we talk about girls. So this is perfect for us. Yeah. What now, do you want? Do you want to talk about girls right now? Well, that's the thing that I want to tell you about bitterness. Okay. So this was today. I was sitting with uh, me and uh, my friend went to brunch today and or lunch. It doesn't matter. It was a meal. And we it's were, lunch if it's a Friday. It's brunch. Brunch is only Saturday and Sunday in my head. It was 3.30 p.m. Yeah, and, but and it, and it was sushi. still a lunch. Oh, that's then, lunch. That's lunch. Yeah, nobody yeah. thought it was brunch. I don't know why you said it. Keep mm. going. So this is the example I gave to him. I recently went to a movie with some friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, two of my friends recently started dating. Mm-hmm. And we were going to walk. We were at uh, a restaurant. Started dating each other. Yeah, started dating okay. each other. So basically, I'm with a couple, uh, Emily and Kumail, mm-hmm. and me. And then uh, this is not a bad story, by the way, if, if any of these people happen to be listening. I'm not, <laughs> shit, I'm not shitting on them. Okay. I'm telling a story of the conflict in my heart when I interpreted this, when I saw okay. this. Because I've been in this situation. We were, I don't know, I'm going to say a seven-minute walk to the movie that we were going to go mm-hmm. to at this restaurant. So we were all going to walk because that's easy. You're like, let's walk. Yep. But then the girl uh, that, that my friend is with is wearing heels, like big heels, right. like serious heels. So she was like, let's – uh, I don't want to walk. And then I have to watch the guy be like, oh, uh, okay, I'll walk. Uh, I'll drive. I'll drive, of course. Now, <clears throat> I know that doesn't sound like much to be conflicted over. No. But in my fucking brain, I'm starting to associate relationships, unfortunately, with bullshit like that. Like, I know that's stupid, but I'm like, why can't we just – it's easy to walk and now you have to go get your car and park again well, and look for a thing because this broad's wearing fucking heels. You know what I mean? Like, it's not her fault. And hopefully he loves her and doesn't give a right. shit. But I'm just like, what a fucking hassle. People, like these things so you afraid slow. that you're going to – like in a relationship, that's where you just shit you're going to have to deal with. I'm afraid that I'm going to start associating relationships with bullshit rather than the goodness that they provide. Well, here's how I would look at that. 
I kind of look at it as like a kid thing. Like when you see like a cute baby, you're like, oh, it's a cute baby, whatever. But I don't really care unless I'm related to that kid uh. <laughs> or unless it's like one of my really good friend's kids. I Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think if you were in that relationship with her, it's going to be different if it's your girlfriend. Like maybe you know she had a long day right. and you like when she wears heels and you get to fuck her from behind while she's wearing those <laughs> heels. So you're like really excited about that. And but you that's know the trade. You know what I mean? I like, get it. It's different if it's your girlfriend. Here, here's what it is. It's like when you only have to care about yourself, you live in this lonelier, but like this – there is something utopian about it where you don't have to give a fuck about anybody. And you will always just do the simplest thing. Mm -hmm. Another thing is like travel. Like if you wanted to get yourself a business class ticket on some long flight, you could. But if you were going with your girlfriend, now you're looking at like $3,000 But maybe you're going to date a girl who's super rich and she's the one buying it. Okay, that's fair. That's completely (laughs) fair. But in most cases, neither of us are going to be super rich and we're going to like end up both flying coach. Now, look, okay, yes. No, this is fair. These are all fair things. You could be. And and it's fair to say you could be in love and, and you won't mind. Here's the thing that sucks is that like when I'm in the relationship, I end up being the guy that of course will bend over backwards and then I lose all my walks to the movie theater mm-hmm. which is which is okay to a certain point and then uh, around a year and a couple months in I want to fucking hit her in the face with the heels and run to the movie theater alone well you also have a disadvantage because you're tall so your girlfriends might have to wear heels ha <laughs> or you could just date a girl who doesn't wear heels but like it's it's going to be different when you're in that situation because either if that annoys you so much then you're not going to wind up dating a girl who wears heels yeah or if you wind up really liking the girl you're not going to mind cuz you really like the girl yeah that's that's I really think that's the the oh, heart of it and the, the other thing which I always forget I mm. always forget this until I'm in a relationship again. And then when I'm in a relationship, I remember it. And that is being in a relationship, you think now you think it makes your life harder, but it actually makes your life easier. Tell me about it. Because you have someone to support you. You have someone to like house it for you if you have to work. You have somebody there. Oh, my God, I have to pick this up and I, I can't. I'm working. You have someone who's like, <coughs> I got it. Right. You have someone who makes your life easier. Here's the fucked up thing. Are what? you ready to get yeah. real? And I hate that my brain went here. I, I don't like. That's okay. I don't like where I at, where out. I'm at today, <laughs> which is okay. Maybe that chamber was not good for you, but let uh, it out. You're listening to a man in conflict because here's the truth. I know that love is better. You, you understand mm-hmm. it's better than being alone. But when you say something like that, someone to be there and house it for you, pick up your package, or, or, yep. or I got this, or whatever. You can also get an assistant. When people <laughs> when people are when people are like, my girlfriend's a great chef. Get a chef. You know what I mean? Right. Like it sucks that those But I'm just those using those as an example. And I'm you can pay for sex too. I'm kidding. <laughs> you can. You're absolutely right. But it's not just that. It's like the emotional support. Like Yes, I now trust, we're cooking. I trust very few people with my dog, mm-hmm. but I would trust boyfriends with my dog. You know, like to dog sit or something. I understand. So there's like, it, ju- it makes your life easier in a way that when I'm single, I'm like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't make my life easier. I'm in charge and mm-hmm. I'm in control. But then I realize like, no, I make their life easier. They make my life easier. You're single now? I know I'm dating. I have someone I'm dating. You're always I have so, someone I'm dating. You're always so interesting. When, okay, so you're, you're, you're not single now. I'm not single now. <laughs> you have a boyfriend. I don't use that word. Gross. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. It's a gross term. But you're, the thing, okay, so you're on that side and I'm on this side. And this is one of those things where I'm on the other side where I don't have anybody. And then you're kind of like, oh, there's novelty. You know what I mean? That's yeah. a big thing. Uh, it doesn't often happen, but you're kind of like, 
in theory, here's what's going to happen after this podcast. I'm going to go home. I'm going to make some tea. I'm going to watch The Office for the 50,000th time. I'm going to go to bed because that's what I've been doing. I don't know why. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, maybe I could um, fucking go to some tiki bar and meet some weird girl named Michelle. Right. And she looks like she used one of those Con Air crimps, but it's natural. And she's from Rhode Island. And we start laughing. And then we make out and there's fireworks or whatever. Uh, that could happen. That sounds like you don't want that, though. I mean. What do you want? Oh, I don't know what I want. That's another terrifying thing. I'm not sure what I want. I know what I want eventually. I don't know what I know. I don't know what I want. Let me right tell you now. one thing that Dr. Phil said. Talk about it. First of all, I hate Dr. Phil. Don't park I don't think the, he's a real doctor. Just because you sleep in the garage doesn't make you a car. But. <laughs> it's a Dr. Phil thing. Just because you sleep in the garage doesn't make you Actually, a car. No, Explain I think, that to me. I think that's a Christian thing. That's, oh. I got that from a sermon. Just because you go to church doesn't make you a Christian. Just like sleeping in the, in the garage doesn't make you a car. Do you know how you say slut in French? I want to know so badly. Dick garage. <laughs> Dick garage? <laughs> you say like de garage? Garage de beat. But they're not or saying Dick garage. Yeah, that's what it is. Garage of dicks. No, the word in French for dick is dick. Is beat. So, beat. Oh, so. Garage a beat or garage de beat, I forget. Garage de beat? Yeah. <laughs> This fucking Dick garage, they beat. The most um, sophisticated, like, fucking yeah, sexy exactly. people call sluts Dick Garage. Dick Garages. Isn't everyone a Dick Garage in France? Isn't that why we go to France? Yeah. <laughs> but, they, but they're so beautiful. And they, and then you sketch they each eat other. Cheese oh, and sketch I want, each other nude. I want to feed you brie and draw you. And, but never Ugh. get sick from it. Oh, never. There's <laughs> you no get healthier. They get healthier and thinner. Just cured my cancer with this fucking menthol. Wait, what was I going to say? Dick garage. Oh, Dr. Phil yep. says, Tell me. You're not going to meet anyone at home sitting on your couch. Yeah. There, I said it. Ah. If you want to meet someone, you got to go out. Fuck you, Dr. Phil. You got to go out. Mannequin wife. But I hate, I do hate him. <laughs> That's the only thing he said that had any validity to it. No, I get it. Uh, my therapist just recently had to challenge me. He's like, what do you want? And and then, like, when do you want it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, it, because I've spent so much of my life in a relationship, I'm now in this weird place. And people know how puritanical I've I've been and can be and have attitude. And you know that. Uh, and I don't really want to lose all of that. But I also am enjoying this weird time where all you have to do is, is care about yourself. That's great. Then enjoy it. I am hey, enjoying I it. I fucking love being single. Yeah. In your weird bungalow? Yeah, my weird bungalow. I live in a weird bungalow. <laughs> With your dog? It makes it sound like I live in like an I don't underground understand, bungalow. Yeah. I don't understand how you're not married. Do you want to be married? Um, I do. I don't want to be married right now. But that was. A, I think that was a compliment, so thank you. It was a compliment. You seem like a real catch. Hey, thanks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Tiffany, what was the girl's name that I said I'd meet tonight? Damn. Michelle. Michelle. Fuck. <laughs> I think that chamber did something to my brain. Uh, it may have been Melissa, but I'm pretty sure it was Michelle. I think it was Michelle. We don't have to play it back. It sounded right. right. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm actually guilty of something. I, I think I was assuming that you wanted to be married and weren't married. Um, I don't know I why do you want seem to, be married to have your shit point. together. Thank you. I have, I'm very good at, at making it look like I have my shit together, but I'm mm. broken on the inside. <laughs> 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 we can get real. You know I went through a bad depression last year, right? Yes, because bad. of a breakup. It was, yes, yeah, stemmed from a breakup, but it was bad. But I'm very good at like going out and being like, well, I'm you, fine, I'm fine, and then going home and crying. That's when we did Riddler. That's when I was yeah. sweating off the pounds in a bat suit. Yeah. And I was in between takes talking to you about this, this oh, time. Just like. What happened? Because I seem to remember that 
You ended it. I did end it. But then I was like, maybe I made a mistake. And then I just got really sad. And didn't I give you... I tried to give you a bat pep talk. You did. It's it's hard. It's hard to get a pep talk from you when you're like covered in sweat and your black eye running down my face. Just move on. You're going to be fine. It's going to be okay. (laughs) In front of a fan with my cape blowing. Uh, in a hundred that's what made me so surprised is that every time I've broken up with somebody it's been sad but I've never really been like in fact just today I was talking to somebody and I was like look here's what a man is okay oh god this is gonna be good here's what a man is I I, because I'm only now starting to get a sense of what it means to be a man I'm not saying like a woman can't be a man maybe I shouldn't say that but I'm talking about me I'm just talking about me and to another guy I said this is what a man is Mm -hmm. so I'm not talking about gender stuff I was talking from a man I know but some people are (laughs) I was talking from a man to another man guess what weirdos men and women are different fucking uh, deal with it but this is this is what I'm talking this is some Draper shit this is some Mad Men shit and I was like here's the thing that I've learned about uh, breakups is you do them and you can acknowledge this is what a, uh, a boy doesn't break up with somebody because he's aware that it's like I might miss them I might regret it right I might, what if I think it was the, a mistake and all this sort of stuff a man re- acknowledges that possibility looks it in the face and says yeah but the reasons to break up with them and the feeling to break up with them is stronger than that and if I have that relapse. If I regret it and I'm sad and I think I made a mistake, he fucking deals with it. Right. You know what I mean? Theoretically. You don't don't let the theory stop you from doing what you know is right. And if you are sad, you just go through the sadness. And theoretically, a woman should do the same thing. Like, there's a reason you broke up, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Long story short, that guy was a great guy, is a great guy, and I still miss him. But (laughs) but just because you miss – you become friends with the people you date. And I miss having – you know, people you date in your life. You miss having them as friends. But <coughs> I think there were other things at play and that's why I went into a deep hole. It wasn't just that. It was like career stuff and like oh. everything and then I went into a deep hole but now I'm out of the hole. So you you miss your exes? Um, Yeah, for a while. You don't ever? I was just interested when you said that. I don't, te- I don't typically think I do. I have a, do you I get have... angry at them? What, who said it's the best way to get over lovers to turn them into literature? <laughs> I think I do something similar like that where I, I, I will oversimplify the story in my benefit or something. And I'll, and okay. I'll, and I'll, I'll, maybe I'll villainize them or I'll uh, associate all these things that I wanted to get away from it. And I'll, but, there's like no looking back. I mean, it's, that's healthy in a way to be like to focus on like, oh, this is what went wrong. This is what went wrong. Yeah. But I don't, I don't sit around missing them. But do you think you learn something from each person? Absolutely. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Then you'll be fine. Yeah, big As time. long as you can see that, you'll be fine. Constantly learning. We were just talking about this on the show, too. Joe Hartzell just did the show. And I we love talking. him. Isn't he? He's so you funny. should listen to his episode. He's so funny. I've never plugged another person's episode <laughs> during an episode. But he is interesting in love. And, we were, and I want, I, I'm putting this to you now. We were talking about the idea that when you meet somebody, like we're at a party. We're at a fun party. Mm-hmm. Okay, look at this fun party. Oh, my gosh. It's so cool. It's so great. Oh, I, I really love, love the curtains. It. You know, Cosmo is like a girly drink, but I am fucked up mm-hmm. right now. There's mostly There's a lot of alcohol in there. I know. And a little bit of sugar, which is why I think I'm getting You're a little You're going to have bug. a hangover. Yeah, no, but it's worth it. It's worth it. It's organic does that make it better no and then i meet this girl over here oh and you're great at that you know you'd help me with that yeah and then you'd have you met my friend pete what's that oh okay yeah that was so good acting i I forgot you were acting i'm like michelle right yeah do you crimp your hair it's like oh my god do you want a cosmo i know it's a girly drink yeah let's drink cosmos and cab uh so then 
what happens is you make plans with this person. Then it's often it's really hard to be yourself on a date. That's what Joe and I. Oh were talking yeah, about. of course. You go on a date and you're just like, you're, I'm playing this game where I'm juggling so many balls and I'm trying to be what I think they want me to be. And because, then if you tell a story, it's a story you've told a million fucking times, and ooh, you're like, oh, I'm so sick of this. That's my story. favorite thing. Mulaney has this joke oh. where he says, if you ever been telling a girlfriend a story, and if you're like, if I break up with this girl, I'm just done with this story. <laughs> I don't know if he does it on stage or not, but he's like, when your first girlfriend, he tells the story like, I was 12 years old. There was a creek out behind my house. We called it Hobo's Creek because there was a rumor. (laughs) It's like a 20-minute story. And then when your third girlfriend, fourth, fifth girlfriend, you're just like, I found a body. When I was a kid, I found a body. Oh, it's true with women too. Like I just get so sick of telling the same story. I'm tired over of... and over. And like, mm-hmm. is that something that like I don't think our parents dealt with because they dated like two people and then got married? And I I'm know. almost thirty six fucking years old. And how many times do I have to tell these goddamn stories? That is the worst part of dating. Is yes. telling the same stories over and over. Yeah, because it's like you should know this about me, and it's an important part of my life. Your Ugh. favorite movies? Mm. My fucking stupid story. I just feel like we should put it on a fucking like. On a podcast. Dro- on a drive. <laughs> put, put it on a little USB drive. And then when your first, if you makes it to second date, it's like, here's all the information you need to know. That's, yeah, go listen to the podcast. Ugh. I actually, it's funny because I've dated a girl and then I, I'm like afraid of them listening to the podcast because they'll get like a mainline dose of who I really am. Mm-hmm. And then I'm terrified. But why should I be? I'm trying to live in a space. I'm trying to go on a date in a space where you can just be yourself right away, but you can't. And I'm afraid that it's because you want sex so badly. I know that's a cliche, but you're sitting across from somebody and you're attracted to them and it would be so painful for them to reject you and it would be so painful to your body to not have sex or something that you will dance for them. But I think, I mean, if it's not right, it's an equalizer because it's going to be equally as awkward for them on a date. And also there's alcohol. I know. Like I think alcohol, I think it is silly to go on a first date and not have a couple glasses of wine because you need something to to just loosen you up a little. I'm going to put this... Don't get wasted, though. I'm going to put this to you, Keep your pants on, ladies. Keep your skirt up. Mm -hmm. Wait, no, keep it... No, no. Keep it down. Keep the top, the waist part up. Keep the waist part up, but don't pull it up. But the hem part, keep that down. Look, if you're listening to this podcast in real time for skirt analysis (laughs) and advice, turn it off and pay attention to your life. Here's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of alcohol because I... When... I have a pretty easy time liking most people if I'm giving them a shot, if mm-hmm. I'm talking to them and we're you know, conversing and paying attention to each other and whatnot. If I see somebody on the fucking bus, I probably hate them. I'm like, look at this fucking idiot with his bowler's mustache. Where's your bowling trophy? Oh, and your hat. With your fucking Ernie shirt. Where's your, look at your fucking stupid Ernie shirt. <laughs> like, I'll just hate people. But then I talk to Ernie's shirt and I, I realize he's from, you know, Skokie and I love him and he's hilarious. And he had a rough time growing up. He had a, of course he did. Look at, that's why his he grew that left. mustache to hide the hair lip. He's sensitive yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, his, his dad left. I'm afraid of alcohol because, like, me plus alcohol can almost like anybody. And that's another kind of lying. Sometimes I, I think like like I have this. Well, weird, I don't think you should be drunk through a relationship. No, no, I don't. But I think the first date, it's okay to have a glass or two. Ah, Becker, see, that's perfect. I know that sounds so obvious and so simple, but that's actually a message that I've needed to hear and ha- and could have used because I'll I'll use alcohol to carry me through a wrong relationship for over a year. No, I've you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. Just stay. Yeah, you stay in things the whole time. Yeah, don't do that. Bad. But I do the same thing. I mean, not get drunk, but I stay in things too long. But I, I think like the first, it's an awkward time. Have a couple glasses. I'm there. I'm right there with you. In fact, I know one of the happiest feelings in the world for me is when you're on a date and you haven't had a drink yet and you see the bar and you're like, oh. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. You. I know. I just sound like I have a real problem and maybe <sighs> I do. But I'm like, 
it's just, it's going to get 30% better. What do you drink? You know. No, I don't. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> what do you drink? I, I, I'll drink wine on a, on a dinner. That's a good call. But I love tequila. Ooh, girl. Oh, gosh, girl. I love tequila. tequila. We should drink some tequila. Oh. I love tequila, too. In fact, I went through a big tequila. I like drinking liquor by itself. Yeah. You know tequila is the only alcohol that's a stimulant, not a depressant? You know, if you listen to this podcast, you would have heard me say that oh, before. I, I love that. Love no hangovers, too. Like, I, no I don't hangovers. Get hangovers from you like, get happy. You get what's horny. What's agave? You get like, yeah. Oh, it's so amazing. It's agave instead of sugar mm-hmm. is what's happening. So it's yeah. going into your blood in a completely different way, which is why it's stimulating. It's going into your blood like this. Yay! <laughs> it's, it's bilingual <laughs> in your sangre. It's in your, and it's going nuts. I'm with you. Well, we talked about this on the show. Uh, Shane Moss was talking about this. It's all advertising on it. It actually goes back to what I was just saying. I love a cosmopolitan. Are you fucking? Have you yeah. had a goddamn cosmopolitan? It's delicious. Delicious. But it happens to be pink, and they serve it in a martini glass that looks like a fucking bikini bottom. Yeah. So you can't drink that. So you can't drink that. I can't drink that. You drink that. It looks fantastic. It looks like you're mowing on a bikini bottom. <laughs> I. So I am. I happen to like the taste of scotch and stuff, but it. I. It also helps. That you're like on a date, and this is what you're saying evolutionarily. Look, I can ingest poison and still fuck you later. <laughs> Look at this poison I'm drinking, and it won't kill me. So you'll you'll order a scotch on a drink at, on, on a date. Yes, but do you also kind of do it because it's kind of like Don of Draper course. manly. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm king of the bullshit. You know what I mean? Because like I think <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of like not. Do what we have any it, tequila, Katie? I'm trying to think. We of, do. Oh, wait, oh. No, I have whiskey. Oh, I can't do it. Yeah, that's okay. I think like on a date, the most comfortable thing I'd be, I'd want a guy to order on a date is a beer or a glass of wine. Unless we're at a, if we're at dinner, I mean. Well, I also love white wine. What if I get white no. wine? See? No. You're, get a red wine. I know. Well, I know, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> is that tequila? Yeah. Well, let's share it. It's right. so little. It's really little. It's a, it's, it's, a, a it's enough. It's a nip. This is more than a nip. This is both tits. <laughs> No, this will be great. This is just this is. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to laugh at this. Is both tits. Uh, I like. I was gonna. I, I was cold. gonna call it out as how. Well, then I'll just drink it first, and then you drink it. What are you gonna drink half of it? Do you want a chaser? Fuck no! I'm from Jersey. I don't need a chaser. That's why you love Bon Jovi. You have to. Yeah, it's Bon Jovi. Or look, I did not think that was half, but that's more than. Oh half. yeah, this is smaller than it looks. All right. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Are you doing the whole thing? Yeah. I'm going to do it in two goes. Okay. Because I'm little. This is one nip. Woo! Mm. <laughs> 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 that was my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lama's good. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's, it's really nice. Avion. Is it? Avion. Yeah, you're right. Avion, Avion tequila. From the makers of Evian. Guys, I am so drunk. <laughs> but you're right. I wouldn't order a white wine on a date. No. Maybe, uh, but if, if you were with like a girlfriend, you would. Yeah, the second we fuck, I'm having white wine. Yeah. But you enjoy white wine. The seduction is and over. here's the thing. I want to Break tell you. Break out the Pinot Gris. Because I don't like the... G- <laughs> I bring it in while we're still in I bed. I want to tell you, order the white wine on the first date, but I can't. Don't order the white wine on the first date. I get it. And look, I'm going to be wearing different shoes on our first five dates. I'm going to be wearing... What are you going to be wearing? Look at what I'm wearing right now. 
That's a running shoe. What is that? That's date Don't, six. That's yeah, that's that date is. six. Fuck you. But not I not you. This. I'm just saying fuck the idea of those shoes. I like wearing fancy shoes and I'll wear fancy shoes first five dates, but they're uncomfortable here's, after a while. Here's an idea or a recommendation that I do not agree with. I do not agree with the wait a few days before you call or I don't agree with that. No, I, I'm a huge believer in following your instinct. Yeah, and also like... We don't have the time anymore. We're not yeah. 22. Yeah, 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 if you yeah. like the person, yeah. someone else is going to snatch that yeah, bitch up. So course. fucking text her the next day. Be a great time. Day date. Like, just ah, get into it. There you go. Day dates, by the way. They're great. Yeah, but what do you? What are we aiming? Fucking, uh, you got Jesus. Right? Oh, I love Come it. On. I'm just so happy about you. <laughs> Tequila goes right to my brain. <laughs> I'm just I'm saying. I'm going to finish this drink. A date. Yeah, you better. It was Keep like, in mind we had the same amount. And I weigh like 105 well, pounds. that's true. If you want me to drink more to keep up, I totally Kind know. of, but no, it's okay. <laughs> no, we can't. don't normally drink on the show. That's not... <laughs> I finished it. Lamaze, good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want your next guest to be like, this microphone smells uh, like tequila. It smells then like my, my uncle. Is done. <laughs> um, well, oh, yeah, day date is great. But also, okay, what is our goal? This is what I'm saying. I was just, again, I've been thinking about relationships again today. And it was one of the reasons I was really glad you could do the show today was I was like, what is the goal? A friend of mine, a girlfriend of mine was like, you shouldn't see your boyfriend or your girlfriend more than three times a week. My problem, it's like liquor, right? Yeah. I drink liquor. I drink, I don't drink beer. I don't want to drink two glasses of beer to get what I just got out of this guy. You know what I mean? And when I find something that I like, I'm going right into it. I think that's okay. I know, but then you burn out pretty quick. You, I lose myself completely. I tend to gain weight in a relationship. Okay, well, I that's tend not to, good. I tend to lose uh, any autonomy. I tend to, any any uh, pattern that I have, habit, whether it be exercise, uh, meditation, if I'm not drinking, if I'm like being super healthy or whatever, kind of goes out of the way. So you become a little dependent. I am a codependent person. And then, or I have been. Fuck that. Let's stay in the positive. Yeah. Like, I have been codependent in the past, and I would like to not be in the future. Let me ask you this question. Go ahead. Which I don't... This Go just worked ahead. for me. If I were to ask you to pick up that pen, you don't have to do it now, because it might be a little weird, but if I were to ask you to pick up that pen, and without even thinking, yep. draw a picture of what you think is happiness, <laughs> what would you draw? <laughs> just tits. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how else to draw anything what, like, that would be what, happy. What would make you happy? What would make me happy? Like, it, picture your life in 50 years or 20 years or five years. Like, what do you think you want? Yeah, ultimately, I would like to have a life where I have the physical and um, financial and spiritual abundance that I can provide for myself and my loved ones. That's okay. what I would like. But do you want a family? Yeah. You, you know you want that. Absolutely. You want to know why? Fucking Dana Gould, man. Dana Gould says he's married, has kids and all that sort of mm -hmm. stuff. It is easier to stay single and stuff. But I hear these stories. I hear these aging uh, comedians, these older guys, they keep fucking the supermodels and keep having yep. different dates for New Year's Eve and a different date on New Year's Day and all this sort of stuff. And, and they're sad. And they're but you talk to Dana and he's talking about his kids and That's how adorable they are. Because and... love needs somewhere to go. Yes. And I completely believe that. But I, I, I give my love out now. I have... So Excuse me, family-like people in my life. I have people right. that I apprentice. I have people that I support. I have people that I love. I don't have a girlfriend currently, but I support my friends, and I, I like to think I'm there for my friends. But I, like, I think I have the problem that – or have or had the problem that you have, and that is like I'm in comedy. It's a very male-dominated field. Mm -hmm. Most of my friends are guys. And like, you know, just dating, doing the dating thing. And I was doing the same thing. And I'm like, I, I just want to, I don't want to get married. I just want to like hook up and date. Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, I'm like, what do I want? Are you writing something down? Yeah, it, because it'll come up later. Okay. 
I I realize like I need to I need to just breathe and be like it's okay to be in a relationship. Yes, ma'am. This is the direction I want to go, and if I want to have kids, the clock is ticking for me. Well, that's and that's what we have as I women. Know. Well, I know. My therapist was like, "When do you want to have kids?" And that's that's a luxury that the that men have. Now, my yeah. mother was like thirty nine when she had me. You yeah. can. Well, do the that. thing is, of course you can. Yeah. But you don't know, and it's harder. And, and it's it was not in the seventies when they were like, "You're going to die," and she's like, "Fuck you, right. pass the doobie." <laughs> bow, 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 no. That's what the doctor said. Pass <laughs> the doobie. They had. I was born in the Scooby van. But at the same time, you don't have that. You don't have that time limit. But you kind of have that time limit because the older you get, it's like, oh. If you want to have kids, then your wife's going to be in, a, in an inappropriate age bracket for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. That's true. And then I guess my brain's response to that is, who cares? <laughs> I care because I don't – like typically younger people I don't have as much in common you with. You won't, yeah. I don't want to date a 20-year-old. I mean tw- like a you know, five like, years younger is whatever. But if it's, you're going like 10 years younger, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, it's going to be a thing. But still, okay, five years, if like let's say things are keep moving forward, then I'm 40, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is about – the cutoff when I'd like to start having a family. Mm-hmm. 40 is like what I would consider old for me. Uh, my wife could be 35. Yeah. And that wouldn't be weird. No, it's not. And then she'd have the second one at 37. I would like to have two, like most people from families with two right. kids. But if you if you move backwards, if she's having the kids at 35 and you're at 40, then you probably would have been married for a while. You would have been engaged for a year. If you want to go the traditional route, you don't have to, of course. Yeah. But then you want to have known each other for a while. So all of a sudden it's like, Shit, you should meet that woman at 35. 37. And these are things that, but these are things I haven't thought about that I didn't think about. Like yeah. a few years ago, I didn't think about them. I wasn't like, oh, I gotta be that girl that's like married. And I'm right. still not that girl. Right. But I'm starting to think about it. And you know who put it in my head? Jesus. Jesus. My, Jesus, a.k.a. my OBGYN. Little story about my OBGYN. <laughs> The last time I went to him. All I'm doing is brainstorming things I know about OBGYNs in the Bible, looking for some sort of word. Well, you, while you think about that, I'll tell you <laughs> that the last time I went to my OBGYN, and I'm only speaking this freely because of the tequila now, mm-hmm. but um, I had my legs in the stirrups, that's mm-hmm. what they call them, mm-hmm. you know, vagina open in the um, speculum, I think that's what it's called. It's I like know, a little contraption. It's the shoehorn. Yeah. They, it's the double shoehorn. It looks like a double shoehorn where the, where the, that, where they're con concavely or convexly yeah, touching each other. Yep. And then they In fact it is a double shoehorn. Back yeah. in the day they just had two shoehorns. Exactly. That's all they had lying around. Yeah. What do we have? Two shoehorns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the stirrups were two small horses. <laughs> they were two small orphans that held your feet. <laughs> they were fed and bred and This porch. is Obi and G Y N. Obi and Jin. Obi and Jin Anyway. Obi free podcast. My doctor said to me, uh I'm picturing well, Obi-Wan. You, Obi-Wan said to me, he looks like him. I go, yes, I go to a male. Ooh, I don't like a doctor with a beard. What's he hiding? Hey, yo. He said, um, oh, well, you can go on this kind of birth control where you don't get your period. So if you want to go away on a romantic vacation. And as soon as he said the words romantic vacation, I started to cry. Oh. Because I had just broken up with my boyfriend two days prior. Hmm. And he goes, oh, God, what did I say? What's wrong? I go, I'm sorry. I'm going through a breakup, blah, blah, blah. So he was very nice. He brought out the tissues. Long story short. At the end of that visit, I left the You visit. were in the stirrups crying? I was in the stirrups crying. That's as vulnerable as you get. I mean, that's a fucking sitcom. That's an NBC sitcom right there. Yeah. Or a Cinemax. Depending on, tears. Depending yeah. on the angle of the exactly. camera, I don't know what channel that's on. But I left the office with three business cards. Two were for therapists, and one was for an egg freezing place. Oh. And he was like, you're in your mid-30s. You, If this isn't the guy, you, you should probably freeze your eggs. 
And I, I, that was like so far away from my, my thought. I was like, I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Because I know people who have babies into their 40s and blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. And yes, you can have babies into your 40s, but it's also <coughs> a lot harder. <coughs> I'm giving him the flu just by telling him no, about No, no, no. It's, it's, so well, you start to realize, it starts to, it's, there's a reality check for me that you guys don't have. Yes. Nobody's telling me to freeze anything. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, shit, this is happening. Yeah. God, this just got real. It's I'm not sorry, bad. It's supposed to be a comedy. No. Podcast and I'm just really this is breaking the show. it down no, for this you. This is great. I'm I'm curious. Did you? No, I didn't. You didn't. You know how much it is? You want to guess how much it is to freeze Six, your eggs? Six thousand no, dollars. It's like twice that. At least twice that. What? The cheapest one is thirteen thousand. What if it's not omega three? What if it's just regular? <laughs> What does that mean? Reg- like in a, like in a freezer? No, regular eggs. Oh, regular eggs? <laughs> I tried to Not make an egg free. joke. Uh, yeah, it was 12 grand to freeze your eggs? The, the one he gave me was 13 grand. I have a friend who did it for 14 grand. I don't have that kind of money. Holy shit. To just throw around? Whoa. Also, the, ideally, you're freezing your eggs at like 28 to use when you're like my age. So what do you do? You find a you find a baby daddy. That's what you do. No, I mean, what do you do? What do I do? Yeah, what I'm, are you? I'm not do? worried about it. I, I didn't freeze my eggs because I, I'm like uh, I didn't. It's, it's very very different. So, but now you're dating boy. I'm dating Is a boy, but boy I'm also from... like. I don't. You're... Yes, that's the guy. That's yeah. the guy. I was like, what are you talking about? I was just about? miming getting punched in the face. He got beat up. You told me that story, and I've since then. This is what men do. I don't know what women do. Since you told me this story. I've fantasized to no end about uh, a couple things. <clears throat> then I want you to tell the story. Okay. One is what I would do. Two, rescuing him. Yeah. I fantasize about the same thing. I can't stop fantasizing. That's very sweet of you. <laughs> it's not even sweet. It's just why we're here as a people. The, the, the idea of justice, of stopping a random crime is what makes me like... Well, I had... Long story short, he got beat up for no reason. This is a long podcast. You can tell the story. <laughs> He was, Where were we? He was in Silver Lake after bar hours. Bigfoot Lodge? Um, Cha-Cha Lounge <coughs> and um, what's the other one there? The beer? Red Lion. Red Lion. Thank you, Katie. He was at Red Lion waiting in line at a taco truck, <coughs> yes. you know, 1.30 a.m. And a, couple, a girl came up to him and was like, excuse my language, but he, she said, nice sweatshirt, faggot. Because he, he had a bright sh- sweatshirt on. Presumably. Um, and I mean, presumably that's why she said it. Maybe she would say it if he was just wearing anything. Exactly. Um, and he was like, he's very polite. And he was like, that's not very nice. Why did you say that? And then her boyfriend came over and was like, what are you saying to my lady? And he's like, nothing. I'm walking away. And he's like, the guy's like, I'm going to fuck your shit up. Another guy came over and they were like, get out of here. He's like, I'm walking away. I'm walking away. They followed him into the street and then beat him up until he was basically comatose. And he was in the ICU for four days. They didn't take any money. They didn't take anything from him. They just beat the crap out of him. He almost died. Yeah. Um, very scary. But since then, I fantasized, and I talked to my therapist about this, I fantasized about brutally beating up those guys. I fantasized about having a metal pipe. I was not there at the time, but mm-hmm. I fantasized about finding them and like beating them. Which, it, uh, which, first of all, thank you for admitting that because I'm, a big thing in the show is I like to point out you're a good person and here you are having this fantasy of violence. And I... I and think it's scary. I think I'm a good person, and my you are fantasies. A good well, you're very sweet. My fantasies are, are even worse. You know what I mean? Like they're just terrible fucking shit where you s- save the day and yeah. And I don't like to to be but, like very really clear about it. I don't fantasize about 
killing them. I fantasize about beating them within an inch of their life and then waking them up so they stay alive so they can feel more pain. Uh, that is what I fantasize about. That's some Princess Bride shit. Like, like <laughs> really, I want them to suffer. Well, random crime, random crime like that, I mean, like, there, there's not even a motive is one of the most infuriating types, I would yeah. say. But, I, you know, you might even say that it, it could have been um, turfy sort of thing, like yeah. your, your weird hipster boyfriend in his orange sweatshirt in this in this neighborhood or whatever. Yeah. But it, it's upsetting. It's very upsetting. And I like I, I'm shocked at how much. First of all, that story disturbed me in the retelling just now. And also the first time you told me really fucked me up. But then, like, like you said, I have these Batman fantasies of saving the day, which is weird because I'm doling out violence on these people. When I mean, yeah, but like, they deserve it. Yeah, I mean, do you have fantasies? Because I also have fantasies about like I'm. I'm so afraid that someone's gonna like break into my home or something, which is a fear I did not have in New York, <coughs> but I have here because it's you know it's different you live in than a New York. Bungalow. Yeah, and <laughs> I fantasize about like same thing, like I don't know, like saving the day. Or yeah, I I, I think about that a lot. Yes. Is it because you do the Batman videos that you want to be a superhero? <laughs> Wait, when you fantasize about it, are you dressed as Batman? No. In fact, there's a lot of talking involved in it. You know what I mean? Like uh, talking them off of... No, no, no. There's a lot of like, uh, like she calls him a faggot. And then they're going to beat him up and there's like a is lot Is this of, when you're jerking off? Yeah, and then I laugh. <laughs> and the world is just so right. No, there's a lot of like humiliation and stuff where it's like... Why are you calling my friend a faggot? And then, like, the guy comes up and you're like, oh, is this your scheme? You have her call him a faggot and then you kick me up and then you, like, you know, break his leg with one of those sideways kicks. Do you also replay, like, if somebody, like, chase his friend? If somebody, like, (laughs) cuts you off and you get into an altercation with them, do you replay that in your head and, like, think of of what I could have said to them? Because I do all the time. All day, every day. And then I talk to myself in my car as if they're there. I'll prepare for altercations that don't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll be like, I'm going to say this, and if he says this, I'll say this. I'll think of comebacks like years later (laughs) to something where I'm like, I could have said this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget what I – oh, I've been talking about this on stage is the idea that I'm – you're thinking about people breaking into your apartment, and you're making me remember that that's a common thought. Yeah. And and I'm a grown – you and I live different lives. Again, I'm not trying to say that women can't defend themselves. I certainly am not here to say I can defend myself. But I'm 6'6". I weigh yeah. 240 pounds. And it's scary li- being a woman living by and yourself. You're the size of my leg. Mm-hmm. And I, when I'm going to bed at night, I'm thinking, especially like if, if I've come home and you've had a couple drinks, suddenly you're thinking like, I could do anything. <laughs> Somebody came to my house. I could fucking parallel park. Right. I'm a superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course I couldn't and I wouldn't want to and all this sort of stuff. Uh, but I do think about that. And then I, I, I've been talking about on stage that my plan that if I were to get mugged, if someone were mugging me, I would look at them and just say, wrong guy. <laughs> Don't you think that would work? I feel like that might, if you could commit to it. I, someone goes like, my, hey, bitch, give me your wallet. And you just look at them and go, wrong guy. That's what the fucking wrong guy see, would say. I, I want <laughs> You'd run to, away. I want to give them a mind fuck and like, be like, oh, my God. Hey, how are you? Like, pretend I recognize them or something. Ah, <laughs> how have you been? Ah, it's great to see you. That is so funny. Then, Too crazy yeah, to rob. He puts the gun in my face. I'm like, you're hilarious. That's great. Until he like just whacks you or something. Yeah, he probably just Steve me. Martin has a bit where he says, throw up on your money. Yeah. Too crazy to rob. Or throw up on the guy. My other plan always is to say I'm a cop. I, yeah. I feel like <laughs> that's somewhat believable. But if, the, if you like, were in hey, that bitch, situation... Go, get out of here, man. I'm a cop. And you, If you were in that situation, you're going to be like, here's my money. Because like... It's of not course, worth it. Of course. But I have all these ideas too. 
the only idea, I suppose, like Roger Sterling in Mad Men. Remember when him and Joan got mugged? You looked, I didn't see that one. They no. looked at the ground. Oh, spoiler alert. Say? He looks at the ground. He does it like it's happened a million times. Well, they live in New York in the 60s. He looks at the ground. He gives him his money. He gives him his ring without him even asking. And then he's like, we didn't see anything. Be on your way. And the guy just runs away. Because really, everything can be replaced except your life. That's, exactly. that's the exactly. ultimate benefit of being a burglar. But do you think Everybody that- knows deep down, you're like, really, if you right. think about this. If I threaten your life. I'm correct. I have weapon. You have money. Give me money. This is over. But when you have crazy, like your my girlfriend says you're a faggot, and I'm going to beat you up for some like really literal like gorilla like alpha shit, mm-hmm. like just jungle violence. Like I humiliated this guy. The addendum to the story is they caught one of the guys. They caught one of the guys that's going to trial. I thought about that so much, but they didn't catch the other guy. The other guy fled the country. Fled the country. Fled the country, guys. Well, I mean, you beat somebody almost to death. Now, what is it? Here's the thing that we talked about in the bat suit. On the okay, I can I just I'm about to make wait. Can I make an admission first? Yeah, I feel that tequila so much. Really? Because I'm little. You are so little. I (laughs) envy that. I do envy that. I remember asking you this in the bat suit, and Mm -hmm. I didn't. I wasn't comfortable asking you then, and I'm not comfortable asking you now. But you're gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna do it anyway. The name of the show. Uh, I asked you what that did for you. In dating this person who got the shit kicked out of him. Meaning, like, that's... Okay, on The Sopranos, right? Mm-hmm. Tony, t- Tony's dating this girl, his, his guma, right? And he's fucking this girl. And then it's actually a Russian lady. The uh, <laughs> snow... Snow... What was it? Snowcat? Snowcat calling. Snowcat calling. He was snowcat calling her. And uh, he's like this city cop and he starts fucking Tony's ex-girlfriend. Right. And Tony is like, I'm fine with it. But really, Tony is kind of secretly in love with her still. Like, still misses her and hates that a friend of his would dare to fuck somebody that he fucked. So what he does is he eventually, like, a couple weeks go by and he just goes into that guy's house and goes into the bedroom where they both are and then uh, doesn't kick the shit out of him or anything, just pins the guy on the bed and beats him with his belt, like spanks him, (sighs) basically. And then since then... What happens is they break up because he broke him. He humiliated him right. and, and took away his, like, alpha status. Like, he couldn't – he, he so actually you... says something about not being able to get fucked. Now, I'm not saying – look, I would have gotten the shit kicked out of me too. I'm not saying I'm a, a tougher guy. Right. But I asked you if it did anything to his confidence and to your confidence as, a, as someone dating him. Um, good question. Weird question. And I don't like no, asking it. But let's, not... We're here together. Let's well, talk about it. Well, here's why I don't mind answering it because it has a good outcome, actually. Oh, good. I love it. To his confidence, well, I mean, he's having a little, you know, it's hard to like go out and see somebody be starting a conflict or something because he gets a little more of like course. jumpy about it. Yeah. But I think he'll get better with that over time. But what it did for me, I have always been like the girl in relationships that's like, oh, I don't want to like, I don't want to take this too fast. Like, I, it's always the guy that's like, let's be in a relationship. Let's be boyfriend, girlfriend. Let's move this right, forward. And right. I'm the dude who's like, no, 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 I, let's take it slow. And I was very much like that for a long time. After this, I was like, it was a total wake up call. And I was like, wow, this is a great guy who I almost lost, like literally almost died. <laughs> and it only brought me closer to him. It's interesting. Those traumas, we've said this on the show before, you have to not be wary. You need to be aware when traumas solidify situations. Yeah, but for me, it w- and it wasn't an immediate thing. It yeah. wasn't like right after. And I think I'm really getting real here, but I think because I went through such shit last year, the, one of the ways that I, it helped me like learn to get out of it was to realize, was to 
like actively think about things I'm grateful for. And yes. I know this is very like new agey and all that, but I was like, what am I grateful for? What am I grateful for? And after that, I realized <coughs> that's what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for him. I'm grateful that he got out of it. Right. And it just, did you see the movie, the impossible by the way? No. Oh my God. You got to see this movie. Really? I just saw it this week. I'm doing nothing tonight. So. Okay. Do you know what it's about? <laughs> no. It's a true story about people who survived a family that survived the tsunami in 2004. Oh, you and McGregor. It's, it's the preview that shows you the entire movie. So good. Really? It fucks you up though. Because it's what? a true story and you True leave, story. True story. You leave that movie and you're like, I've never been more grateful for everything that and every person that I have in my life. Does it just I was at the I was in Venice today and I was thinking about tsunamis. Will it only make me more afraid of tsunamis? Well, I read, I don't know if this is true, but the the only way that there can be a tsunami is if there is a fault off the coast mm-hmm. that causes an earthquake that causes a tsunami, and the fault here is on the land. So oh. there probably won't be a tsunami here. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't it, know if that's true, but that, somebody told me that. That just sounds like something that a scientist goes, normally a tsunami can't happen unless the fault is in the sea, but in this case, the fault <laughs> was on the land, and we Oops, had the biggest sorry. tsunami of all time. He's soaking wet as he gives the news. Uh, we fucked up. We have like a dead bird hanging <laughs> uh, My My bird died. Oh. <laughs> it was his bird. Of my bird. Dude, watch it's this It's in movie. theaters. It's in theaters, limited release. It would, and Polar told me to see it. Amy Polar was like, "This is the best movie. It's, the acting's amazing." And I really? was like, "She's like, it's really intense." And sure enough, it was. It's the most intense movie I've ever seen. Really? Well, I almost had to leave because it was so intense. Not because it's bad, but because it's so intense. I didn't know if I could take an hour forty five minutes of that much intensity. Wow! It was amazing. I kind of want to see it now. <sighs> is it the Archlight? Yeah, it's at the Archlight. Arc Deluxe. <laughs> God, Not the dome. Not the dome. Love the dome. Love the dome. Get in the dome. Oh my gosh, you should take Michelle there with her hair. Oh, Michelle won't shut the fuck up when she snaps her gum. So nothing <laughs> quiet with Michelle. <laughs> 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 nothing quiet with Shelly. I call her Shelly. Um, let's talk more. <laughs> no, let's what? do the rest in pantomime. Okay. I, I opened that one with <laughs> miming getting my face hit. I'm so glad he's okay. I've never even met this man, but I'm glad he's okay. Oh, you haven't met him? He's great. And I'm glad that, I'm glad that that woke you up to the goodness. Yeah, it really did. I'm happy to so hear don't, that. So that question wasn't weird. You could ask me weirder stuff. Yeah, I suppose. I, it's, just, it's just, yeah, I think you addressed it just well. Just great. Thanks. Very well. Let's talk about the first one. So you broke up with Boy mm-hmm. and, and it ended. How long were you together? Uh, three years. That's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. How long were you married? Six years. So Six years? I win. <laughs> you do win. I don't win. I don't think I win. You want to know why I don't think why? I win? Here's what I have going for me. Uh, youth, okay? So yeah. I, I had like the purity. So mm-hmm. my marriage is associated with uh, the time of being 22 mm-hmm. to the time I was 28. So it, it's got a little bit of rose tint there. But in terms of a relationship, it wasn't, it wasn't really one. It was like a friendship and it was kind of like playing house. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm not saying to make you feel okay no, about no, what I happened. Know what you mean. But you I'm were like siblings more exact, than – Sure. Who fucked occasionally. So three years of an adult relationship I think might beat my acknowledged oh, by the I see state what you're saying. Okay. marriage. Uh, just because it, we, did, we probably had two years of actual relationship stuff conden- uh, spread out over six years. And that's some real stuff. Did you have other friends that got married that young? I did. Are they still together? They are. And you know what? Some of them, I think, res- are, don't, <laughs> are, res- be? resent. I think some of them 
look at what happened to me and they're like, you son of a bitch, we were all in this together. I feel like, but I feel like a lot of people <clears throat> our age now, like a lot of people our age are divorced now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, those are, those are the catches, the divorce guys. Is that? Yeah. Well, I don't want to say it, but you know. <laughs> my, guy's, my guy's divorced. Is it? Yeah. Divorce no kids. That's the catch. Divorce no kids. Divorce no kids. Divorce no kids. Divorce no kids.com. Yeah, go there. <laughs> I have an orange sweatshirt. Oh, I have an idea for a website. Tell me about Just, it. Just anyone who wants to take this idea can take it. It's called Date My Mom. Hmm. And it's basically like a match.com, but the kids set up the, the senior citizens who aren't like, net, who aren't like internet savvy. That's, How do you feel about it? That's great. And it's like, oh, your dad seems nice and he lives by my mom. Do you guys, <laughs> let's set them up on a date. How bad would you feel if you set your mom up with a serial killer? <laughs> he looked really cool. But if it, were a rom- if it were a romantic comedy movie, then the kids would fall in love too. Yeah, it's a movie. Okay, fine. It's a movie. I'll write the fucking movie. Date my mom. Here's the problem. What? Every time I've pitched a movie that hinges on some sort of technology, like the internet, internet dating, yeah. they go like, it's going to take 10 years to make this. Who knows what we're going to be doing? Who's doing taking 10 years to make a movie? Who are you pitching it to? Just old man McGee <laughs> with his camcorder <laughs> on He's, sunset. Yeah, then it's going to take him 10 years. It's going to take me a while. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm still taping over Inception in here. He shot Inception. Took what about <laughs> You've Got Mail? Yeah, Exception. That was a movie. Inception, exception. <laughs> uh, By no, the way, I still don't get Inception. Yeah, I, I, I love Dreams and I love Leo and I love uh, Christopher Nolan. Can't all can't I remember stand is that, that they movie. kept talking about a level that was going to have a hospital and they never got to that level. Uh, all Where I remember was, that level? was it opens with some of the worst old makeup I've ever seen in my uh, life. They had like twenty too many scenes in that movie. Yeah, I got I so lost. Uh, I'm a smart person. I got lost. I'm a smart person, and I didn't need any more goddamn slow motion shots yeah, of that fucking van falling off the bridge. Who gives a fuck? Joseph Gordon-Levitt, or the dancing, little dreidel. I would get fucking it. Scram! Is it real? Is it fake? Shoot me in the knee! I don't know what's real in my life anymore. Wow. Fuck that it's movie! Real. I hate that movie. I own because I sent it out as a screener. You own it, and I've always been like. I should give it another shot. I bet if I watched it again, I might like no. it. Can't do it. You want to know a movie that everyone loved that I hate? Like, Tell me. Hated? Tell me. Sideways. <clears throat> Love Sideways. See, it's okay. everybody loves it. It's one of those. Okay. I think here's what I'll say. It's a great guy road trip movie. Well, that's why I didn't like it because I thought they thought they were like inventing this new yes. type of movie. And I was like, this is a chick flick. Chick flicks have been around forever. Just oh, because you put dudes in it doesn't make it a new movie. But it did to the dudes who and haven't also, been yeah, watching exactly. the chick flicks. And Paul Giamatti is an overweight, balding, yes. alcoholic asshole. He's not going to get some like cute <coughs> blonde who's got her shit together. That's why it's a movie. Oh, but it was too much. Yeah, it's a fantasy. Too yeah, much chocolate. You're right. You're right. Uh, is Maya working tonight? <laughs> it annoyed uh, me. Too much secondary malalactic. But it's okay. I know. I apologize that everyone else loved it and I didn't. No, I'm completely okay with it. I'm also not the kind Thanks. of person that's like, fuck you, great movie. It's a great movie to drink wine while you're watching. That's a, that's adorable. Yep. That's adorably gay of you. I know. Here's an adorably gayer idea. I had this idea of opening up a bed and breakfast. Right there. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's the whole right idea. Right there. That's the gayest thing I've ever said. I mean, I couldn't have been What's gayer if I was like, I want to fuck a man named Keith. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. And it's not a bed and breakfast. It's an inn. Okay, and it, and the rooms uh, are very very nice. And then you can order. Well, here's the thing: you can order a movie. Mm-hmm. Listen to me now. Okay, I'm listening. You can order a movie like Sideways, right? And if you order Sideways, it mm-hmm. comes uh, the movie. See, this is I had this idea a long time ago. So you'd have to be brought up the disc. Okay. 
but you get the sideways package, and if you get sideways, we bring you sideways the movie, and we bring you a bottle of Pinot Noir from the Hitching Post, and we bring you all these other things. So, or I know, look, I told you it was gay, and I mean gay is in like very happy. And the other idea is uh, if you uh, the Big Lebowski, mm-hmm. we bring you White Russian. These and are, a robe and a bathrobe. And if and, yeah, and if you watch uh, Lost in Translation, mm-hmm. who bring you scotch? These are fun ideas. Okay, I'm, I'm sure not saying I would that like that. that. No, I, I wouldn't like it now. That was a that was a 25 year old. Here's idea. the thing: I think you could do it, but that couldn't be the whole basis for the inn. That's no, no, just no. like an amenity. No, of course, have. of course, the inn is classy all the way. There's no that you you'd have to know that they do that. Yeah. It's not even written down anywhere. Oh, it's not. You, you just call the front know. desk and see. One of my ideas when I was married. Was I was always kind of I had to have an ex- an escape plan from from my, my my ex-wife and I I almost said wife that's why I stumbled my ex-wife and I so I was always like this is going to break my heart my plan was to get successful and then we always kind of used to hypothesize that we would have an end together because she didn't want was she tipped off to the to the movie and drink idea yeah of course she might take it who ah uh, yeah she can have it. <laughs> But the I, but what's sad about this? What that shines a light on for me is a man at odds with the lifestyle show business, mm-hmm. being like, "I'm going to be touring. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to have a show." Let's say those things are true. That's what we were thinking at the time. And then, but then I had to be like, "But don't worry. I'm not going to be doing theaters and TV shows my whole life. Just let me get that out of my system, and then we'll have a, a sleepy right. in together." That make I want to no. There will be blood. If I saw that in today, I would burn it to the ground. It would make me sick to my stomach. You're a different person than you you were then. Here's the truth. I'm the same person. I just haven't stuffed them in 45 pounds of styrofoam (laughs) and go like, I'll open an inn with you, baby. Fucking burn that goddamn into the ground. Same person. He just came up to the epidermis. Fuck that. You've come to new revelations that you didn't have when you were younger. Yes. You realize you look at life differently now. Completely. I think you do. You don't think you do? I just said completely. But that means you're a different person. That's what I meant. You're still Oh, peed. I see what you're saying. Yeah, still still, still Pete. Well, this this is I I did I wrote this down. I want to talk about your your relationship. Okay. In the it, let's let's finish the divorce because it okay, came up go. organically because I got divorced and Nick Kroll was the, one of the first people I called. I think he was the first person I called. And uh and then you were the first person that let I me, like hung out with. Well, let me say this about Kroll. Kroll is not on the surface a person to talk about with relationships uh, because he just like is so brutally honest. If, if he'll just be like, "Well, the guy doesn't like you." That's obvious and well, I'm like, Ugh. "If he doesn't like you." I mean, but at the same time, do? yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> And just come when over I've and watch been... the league with me. Come on, it'll be great. But at the same time, he's like... I had to make it Jewish. I had to make it Jewish. But if the, sh- if the shit's going down, like I've been like t- covered in snot and tears yeah. of a relationship and he'll talk me off a ledge. Yeah, he's the best. He's the best. He was a good call. Yeah. He was a good first call. Mm-hmm. I was very vague and I was like, do you know of any apartments? Oh. I didn't Aww. say I'm getting divorced. I was just like, I'm just <clears throat> looking Aww. for a place. Ugh, brutal. But then... I went to the 4th of July. So uh, my wife and I split. It was so close to 666. It was 667. Oh. 667. <sighs> and uh, so that's June, mm-hmm. July, 4th of July. It had to be the first time I, I got my head out of the sand. I just moved to fucking Craig Baldo's place. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was so funny because I was living upstate. And then you and me and Nikki Kroll mm-hmm. and some other people. I and forget. Lonnie Ross was there. Lonnie Ross. Yeah. And you guys were doing your um, Seinfeld, your Ray and Romano. Romano impressions. Oh my god! <laughs> Do you know how people talk about comedy, like saving them and stuff? Yeah, that silliness 
Nick was getting really tired of my laugh. <laughs> but like I that that's a time when like I had about two tons of sad sand inside of me. But you you and weren't I, showing it. Yeah, I wasn't okay with showing it, which which actually ended up not being that great. I should have had some friends that I was okay. Like yeah. you said, snot, tears, crawl time. That's healthy. That's yeah, good. You need that. I wanted everybody to think that I was invincible and fine. Mm-hmm. I'm very uncomfortable with anybody thinking that I need anything. Still? Yeah, that led to uh, a, a psychosomatic pain in my nuts. Have we oh, talked really? about that? Oh, really? No. Yeah. My nuts hurt all the time, and it started right at my divorce, and it's because I didn't let any of the anger out. Well, I, that's something I learned. That <clears throat> I learned in the past year to ask for help. That's okay to ask for help. Yeah, fucking A. You know why? Because people like helping you. It's a good feeling. Wouldn't you like to help? If you knew you could help someone, Why would you, you rob me of the pleasure of exactly. helping you? Exactly. You don't I, want to be needy, no. but it's okay to ask for help. Your fucking wife left because she's yeah. fucking another dude. It's okay to ask, ask for help. Ask for a little help. It's okay. You know what I did? I ate General Gao's chicken and drank alone. <laughs> and like, Don't drink alone. Well, well, that's what I did. <sighs> Do you know what I did when I was in my shit? Didn't drink alone. I'll I didn't drink alone. Right. Well, I have drank alone. Let's be honest. I'm not, I'm not an asshole. I've drank alone. Uh, but I went on a trip by myself. Uh-huh. This is really cheesy. Who lent, who gave you the traveling pants? <laughs> I borrowed them. Okay. Um, from America. From America. And I asked. <laughs> she's doing really great now. Um, <laughs> she's in this emotional life. Yeah. Isn't she? No, that's Ugly Betty. Is that uh, is that her? That's her. Oh, then good. Right, that's her. America. Yeah. Um, she, I really asked. Cute. I asked all my friends, my close friends, to write me a letter while I while I went away on the trip, and mm-hmm. then I took all the letters and I read them while I was on the trip, and it was the most amazing experience I've ever had. God in heaven. Yeah, they that's were all like, great. "You're great. You'll get through this," and it was like all these like sweet things, and I cried and cried and cried, and then I came back and I felt better. Where did you go? Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. I picture you on a train going through Europe, but no. You can keep that image. That's great because like commemorating things is important. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things I'm learning. We we talked about this on the show, the idea that uh, it came up. Bruce Springsteen said like when he had his uh, Born to Run or whatever. He's Jersey. You should know this. Yeah, I know. Born to Run, big album, went platinum or whatever. He's like, go get an ice cream sundae. <laughs> Similarly, because you'll remember the sundae. Yeah. You won't remember anything else. You'll right. remem- remember when we, went, we pulled over that diner and had that sundae. It's true. And you need to commemorate grief, I think. And you went on this trip, yeah. and that trip became the, the gel capsule that you filled with the day oh, that, of your sadness. Yes, that was my Stella Got a Groove Back trip. Exactly. It was like, like life-changing. Mine was more piecemeal. Mm-hmm. I went on the road, which was great because I didn't want anyone to see my grief. So yeah. I needed a cloak to cover myself, and I did. And then I went on the road. I did 50 colleges and blah, blah months, and it was crazy. But you didn't grieve. I grieved alone. Okay. Which okay. isn't the same. I listened to some Counting Crows, the, the song, what, I know. I know. You know that. That's your grieving. I didn't. I didn't know what to do. I had. I hadn't lived. I didn't know what music was. I I just lived in a bubble. All I had was uh, my my pretending clothes and Hootie and the Blowfish. Well, I had an iPod that had sex with her iTunes. So I'm going through being like, what'll help me cry? And it was uh, Counting Crows Umbrella. I I I don't know Counting Crows music. I'm in the room with. I believe you. Two broads and only only one guy knows the Counting Crows song. I don't know. No, I need a I need a phone call. I need a raincoat. Might be called Rainbow. Okay. You don't have to look it up, Katie. It'll make me cry. <laughs> still makes me still. That's that's my my dad used to listen to Mike and the Mechanics say it loud and he'd cry and I'm like, what the fuck? And that's my song. Wait, is that the one about the dad? Yeah, oh. and his dad died when he was young. So oh. when I'm on a road trip and that song in a is Winnebago, brutal. I know my I know. dad's dad also died when he was young, and I remember hearing that song. Say when it I was loud a kid. also makes him cry. What's the fir- the first line of that song is like heart wrenching. I can't remember what it is. Though. I don't know. 
It's something like my father died today. They wrote that chorus knowing they were like, let's make some men cry. Yeah. I remember like being in the car with my dad when that song came on. I was like, this is Me too. My dad, of all the, my dad did not teach me exactly how to be emotional, which is part, I'm not blaming him for anything, but he's a man's man. His hands are fucking huge. He could kill me with his eyes. (laughs) He's a goddamn man. He's covered in, he's from a different generation. He's covered in oil currently. You understand? <laughs> I don't I, know where he is, but he's wherever he's yes, in. Yes, he's one, in, in a coverall. He's got fucking oil and blood on him. And he's a goddamn man. Wow. And I love him to death. But the one Would thing. Would he make fun <laughs> of you if he knew you went into a saltwater chamber? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like that I go to therapy. <laughs> oh, my mom, <laughs> I grew up super Catholic. And my mom once said to me, I go, Well, my therapist said she. I was talking about her, and I go, well, My therapist said that you. And she goes, you talk to your therapist about your family? Oh like she was shocked. God. And I was like, mom, that's why I go to therapy. That is so <laughs> funny. I'll, I'll call my mother on the way to therapy knowing she'll say something uh, that'll get me going. <laughs> you're like, I don't have anything to talk about today. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Mom. It's true. <laughs> and it's not that she'll say something bad or mean or anything. It'll just kind of get me yeah, thinking of what something. it was like to be a kid. And I talk about that a lot. So my father would, he did show me that it was okay to tear up at movies and music, which is like the yeah. only way that a fucking working class Bostonian can exp- like let the rage yep. tears out. And commercials sometimes if it's yeah. a really good oh commercial, right? Oh my God. Right? There's a couple around the holidays for hospitals that really, really get me. <laughs> really, get- I love a good cry. I really do. I wish I could more often. I really do. It's like throwing up, but for your soul. Yeah. You feel better afterwards. Of course. So what were we saying? Oh, so raincoat. Yeah. It's raining in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I was listening to that. I- I'm sorry. This is one of those topics I could always talk about it. I was in Florida and I was doing these shows near Disney World and I was listening to that song and I just had a bottle of something. I think I got a bottle of wine because I figured out I could drink a bottle of wine and not get a hangover. Right. I would also smoke, which is bad. I do not like smoking, but I, I was so sad. I didn't know what to do. So You're allowed. You want something burning yeah. near you. <laughs> So I would smoke American Spirits, the healthy cigarette, and I sat on the balcony drinking this wine from the bottle. Because why not? Why have any ceremony? We're gonna finish this. Like goddamn Eddie Vedder, pop the cork down in it, drinking uh, drinking what I wouldn't even consider that much these days. Not that I have a problem, but but did you get drunk? I got it. I got ish. I got ish drunk. I never. I'm a good drunk in the sense that I never text. I never call. Right. I never email. I, I, I'm totally But capable. I only got drunk alone once. I, I get drunk alone a lot. Oh, see, I can't do it. It's the best. It's like people that take mushrooms alone. They love it. People take mushrooms alone? Yeah, Shane Moss I, was I just telling so... me he takes it alone. <laughs> I feel so, My like, brother does, sheltered. too. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Here's the, the punchline to that story. It's not that good. I just want to finish it because what's the point? So I, I'm drinking the wine and, and smoking the cigarette and listening to, I need a phone call. It's so like this fucking song. And I'm like, I need a phone call. <laughs> no. And then in the distance, the fucking daily or nightly fireworks, fireworks. Of, Disneyland, of Disney World started going. And I, and I just started laughing, kind of like the jerking off because I was like, like, you can have those moments where you're aware and that's what's beautiful. That's what that's very human. Mm-hmm. You can look at your own situation and have this kind of out of body moment where you're like, look at this cliche, not in a judging way, but like, what a cliche. Your wife left you, kiddo. And you're, huh? sitting, here, you're sitting here smoking sitting here your little big boy smoking. cigarette. Yeah, you like cigarettes, do you? You look like a puppy if it stood up. You're going to you, drag some cigarettes? Did you feel like a grown-up? I would feel like a real grown-up at that moment. That's another thing of it. It's like my father crying in the car in that sadness. There's a ceremony to it. Yeah. 
It's like the Aztecs cutting themselves or mm-hmm. killing a virgin. It's me going like, oh, I'm in a shitty hotel in Orlando. I'm going to drink a bottle of wine alone. Yeah, and because this to is Karen what I'm Cross. supposed to do. It, and, and for some reason, that gives us a vehicle to put our grief in, like a little mine cart, and push it down the tracks. But I think that that is a gift that we as people in comedy have, where I don't think other people notice... They can't, they're not as self-aware to be mm. like, oh, this is a funny moment. Maybe. I think, I think it is uh, certainly like a, a unique thing. I, I, I look at it like there's introspective people and I call them weirdos and, <laughs> and comedians are weirdos. And then there are people that just don't really necessarily need to be bothered to think that way. It's a little yeah. too indulgent to think that way. Nothing bad on them. But certainly I think that's a comedian thing as well. Well, you know, Megan Nuringer. She and I, I the Nurnge, the Nurnge. She's a good friend of mine. And I, I still know. have yet to ask do her I if this was real. You probably do. She's a UCB girl in New York, but she has she put a video up online, and I have yet to ask her if this was real. But it's her crying, like she was just like PMSing, having a bad day, and she started to, from what I think, she started to cry, like really cry. She's really crying in this video, mm-hmm. and then she had a moment of like, this is hilarious that I'm crying. I'm going to videotape it, hmm. and she videotaped just talking into her phone of like, I'm crying, I'm really upset, I'm PMSing, and I. And she just videotaped it and put it online. And I was like, that is a brilliant (laughs) thing where she had the clarity to be like, this is funny and weird and this is what people do and I'm okay with it. That's the finding the humor of coming and then realizing you're looking at a two-dimensional video of the past. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These people fucked in the past. I'm looking on my computer at them. You're talking about Tommy Lee and Pam Anderson, right? Of course. I've never watched that video. I don't oh, come on. You haven't watched it? Not I've interested. watched it. She's too fake. You gotta watch that She's one. She's too fake and his dick is comically huge. That's why you should watch it. <laughs> oh, you know, I tried to watch it, but then it was like them being like, love you, baby. I was like, see people I know. Love. I was like, get to oh, the... Oh, wow, that's gross. <laughs> yeah, get to the fucking ass to mouth. I don't want you guys vowing to each other. <laughs> that joke really did Ugh. it for me. Anyway, um, then the, comes the 4th of July. So ceremony, mm-hmm, marking it. Mm-hmm, you go to Hawaii, mm-hmm. you read these letters. I think that's genius. I think that's a gift you've just given me and, and, and hopefully Try some it. of the people to, to mark the grief and, and, and yeah. ex- expel it somehow. Give yourself some time to expel it. So then you were a part of that, that second part, which was right after – and I, you must have been doing this deliberately – out of your grace, knowing that I was in a bad place. And you, you probably, you could have been like, well, Pete has other friends. And we hadn't really hung out that much before then. But you really performed a mitzvah and were very kind and were like, I'm going to deliberately include Pete in some activities. Yeah, well, you were fun. You were also fun. And I was like, this guy's going through a shitty time. Yeah. And I like to have fun. So let's. People like fun. Yeah, people like fun. He likes oh, fun. Oh, yeah. How hard is it to put one more person on an email and well, be like, let's go have some fucking fun? I'll tell you, Al. Uh, it's, I th- apparently, it's harder than, <laughs> than you think it is because a lot of people don't do it. There's people like you. You're a hub of the wheel. You know what I mean? You're making things happen. We did that canoe trip together, yeah. which was really fun. With Mulaney and. With Mulaney. Lonnie and. Lonnie. Jenny Grace, maybe? Jenny Grace, yeah. who I now see. She's a casting person. Yeah. So I see her on auditions. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, remember when we went canoeing? <laughs> and then I blow the audition. <laughs> um, but then we went to Kroll's. And so it's the 4th of July. I remember this very well. Uh, we watched Cavemen. We did. We watched the Cavemen Aww. pilot uh, with Kroll's family. And you said, you said something that I never forgot, which was that it was the 4th of July. 
There are two things for some reason I, I won't forget that you said. I want to know day. what I said. The first one is profound and the second one is silly. Okay. The first one that I thought was profound was you go like, well, it's the 4th of July. It's it's Independence Day and you're independent now. Oh, that was really sweet and of me like, to say. But I know. <laughs> Feel good. Go to wow, bed feeling good. Have some more tequila. You you spun my tragedy and you and you helped me find a new perspective on it. Now, I'm aware, as you were aware, that it was it was too soon for me to really own that. Oh yeah, but then you were I just coming out. I it. was. It, we weren't even divorced yet. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be divorced for a couple of months. It takes a while. But we we had just stopped living together. <clears throat> Because there was some time when we were living together, even after. Ugh, oh, anyway. why? Why? Okay. I was looking for a place, <sighs> separate bedrooms, but still, Jesus fucking Christ, oh, that was hard. so hard. No wonder it's my nuts. It's making me hurt. like awkward. Just this is making my nuts hurt. I just, know, ooh. I okay. know. My nuts—they're actually hurting more now because we're talking about it. It's like a spider sense. It's so weird. Um, but then I went to that thing, and you gave me a new way to look at it. And, and and then I started kind of just conditioning myself to look at it that way. Good, good. The second thing, and this is a little weird, I don't know why this stuck, stuck out to me. I do know why. I'm going to tell you what it was. You said, I like these crest brush-ups. <laughs> do you remember this? I love – I still love crest. You love, they stopped I love making them. Crest, I know. I, I think we've talked about it since <gasps> then. So this was 2007. And you go, I love these crest brush-ups. You keep them in your purse and you just – good. And you go, it's good for like – Last minute makeouts or something. Yeah, you said something along those lines. And as as weird as this sounds, for the, the host of a show that usually a third of it is pretty explicit sexual content. Mm-hmm. At that time, you saying that in public on a on a sunny day in fucking Westchester, just kind of admitting that sometimes you make out with boys. Yeah. And you like having – you didn't know it was going to happen, so you take out this – like a mouth condom, basically. <laughs> you scrub up. It's a li- For the listeners who don't know, yes, it's please. basically a portable toothbrush. Yes. It was a precursor to the wisp. Yes. But you put it on your finger. But you put it on your finger. Makes more sense. Yeah. And you said that, and I was like, oh, people are people are making out. Yeah, because you, you had forgotten about that world. I never knew that world. I still barely oh, know that that's world. That's the thing, yeah. But it's like – you know, it's okay, like, to have a makeout in a bar or, like, make out on a street corner. Like, uh, that's fun. It's exciting. I know, but I had never heard that. I had just come from Christian college. Yeah. And then I had my Christian wife. And I'm not talking about Christians. I'm talking about a specific brand of Christian, Christian college Christians, Gordon College Christians, and my ex-wife. And I was just unexposed to that world completely. And then when you said that, I was like, there's girls with dental products in their purses. <laughs> oh, not only that, like, some girls have, like... Like girls have, we have a whole stock. It's yeah. like lipstick, toothbrush, condoms, um, condoms, clean underwear, clean underwear. Yeah, like so a lot of times you have everything in dirty there. underwear. Maybe <laughs> dirty underwear. <laughs> but it's yeah. you forget. Like you were living in New York City, like yeah. in the heart of it. Yeah, it was. It would be a while before. We're now in that time. The time you but were kind of coaching me to get to. It doesn't even new. matter if it was then. You ju- I think at that moment you just needed to realize that it was in the future, that you yeah. had something to look forward to. And that's what you did. So I was like, it's my independence, and I'm independent. It would take me a long time. Yeah, it's not like you should have walked away skipping and jumping, but it's no. like, hey, I have something to look forward to. Five years a later. new adventure. Which is now. Now I'm, in a, now I'm in Adventureland, that part of Disney. And the fireworks <laughs> are going off, and I like them from where I'm standing. <laughs> like, it's nice. It's not that I'm being that slutty. It's that I'm just kind of like, oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I'm like, oh, on one hand we have, I can't walk there because of my high heels. And then on my hand we have, we're going back to the beginning of the conversation. Mm-hmm, I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. I could also just kind of do whatever. Yeah. And, and that is exciting. Happy Independence Day. You know, what's sad, though, is when you get introduced to that independence, 
I worry about the allure of, of uh, monogamy coming back. You know what I mean? Don't that if that is your worry? Yeah, then I <laughs> you're in a no, good place. No, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. You're waiting for that special person, right? But most guys are like afraid of monogamy. If you're worried that you're going to be too, I've just rom- been, romanticized I, by monogamy. I think you're in an okay place. I'm worried that like the more. See, here's the thing. When my it never crossed my mind that I was having bad sex with my wife, my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. I know it's my ex-wife, everybody, but at the time she was my <laughs> wife. Uh, but it never crossed my mind because I hadn't eaten at any other restaurant. Exactly. And now I've been to the food court and I've been to France. <laughs> I hope you haven't been to the food court. I hope you've been to Yeah, France. I've been to France. <laughs> okay. I went to the food court once. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I hope you've been to like the Los Angeles Magazine top 10 list yes. and not Every once court. in a while you take the free sample of chicken from the Chinese right. place. The Panda Express. Sometimes you're just like, I'm hungry. I have great orange chicken. Fuck it. Yeah. Let's slum it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just use a napkin. Ah! <laughs> Please use a napkin. <laughs> oh my god! You know people don't have to pay for this podcast. It's free. They can download it for free, and it's like two hours of your day, and they get it for free. Uh, that was so fucking laser. I can't believe it. Use a napkin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So yeah, use a napkin. But now I've been to France, and then you're like, oh, there's all these different things. There's a, you can have cheese plate for dessert. What? And uh, different things. And then you worry, uh, you know, Chris Rock has a funny bit about how guys can't go back sexually and girls can't go back money-wise. So if you yeah. start dating a guy that flies you first class, your next boyfriend's like, I got us an, a fucking Greyhound ticket. <laughs> You're like, fuck you. No it's true. way. It's true. And if I date a girl that wants to do something sexually that I really enjoy, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't think – well, I can think of things. I just don't want to be that vulnerable. But some weird thing I just want to like. clarify that I flew first class on New Year's Day. Did you? Yeah. Isn't it the best? It's the best. I can't go back. You can go back. I can't go back. I'm flying to San Francisco and if it's only a couple – Whatever, more, you got to do, do it. it. Just San do it. San Francisco will be like it's 20 45, bucks more. It's, it's not that much. It's under $100 more. Do it. It's a 45-minute flight. But so that's why no one does it. And that's why it's, it's easy to upgrade at the last minute. And then like, you know what? But then you can check in easier. You, you can go ch- through security was, easier. You don't have to pay for your bag. All this shit. You're preaching to the choir right now. Ugh. Yeah, and you board first. Plus you get the looks. The looks that you love to give to other people, you get. Mm. Those like, I hate you looks. I know. Yeah, I'm I doing know. it. They overlook. Can I tell you a little something about first class? They overlook everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Not they want your phone to be off, but you can listen to music. I've never been told to turn my iPod off uh, during takeoff. Oh, I had the last time I flew first class. I had my dog with me. Yeah, who wasn't supposed to be in first class, and they were like, um, "Well, you can put him on your lap if it's an emotional support animal." And I was like, "It is." Of and then course. he just sat on my lap the whole time. Let me tell you something about Coach. No one's being coy to anyone in no. Coach. No one's n- implying any no. extra service to people in Coach. I also, you don't have to bring your seat up all the way because we, because of Louis C.K.'s bit, we know that you have to bring your seat up so the person behind you doesn't break their nose. But in first class, the seats are so far apart, it's it not matter. really important. So as long as you bring it up most of the way, it's oh, the best. <laughs> And What's it like to be poor? Uh, the thing is, is that what Just I'm talking kidding. about. What, I'm very I, poor. No, I know. <laughs> to but clarify, what I'm we're very talking poor. about. I live in a what we're talking about is 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 a little bit more money for a, a lot more. Yeah. I'm talking about a short flight. Do I'm it. A short flight. I support it. Completely. How did we get there? Uh, you can't go back. Guys can't go back sexually. Yeah, and then you can Yeah, so then you. So oh, now you you've seen all these other things. Yeah, I didn't even know what my type was when I was having sex with. What my, is your type my now? Ex-wife. 
Um, I, I, I like everybody, to be honest. There's certain, well, you do like everybody, but if you had like a type, like what's a, you know, like a celebrity that you think is cute. Oh, Kat Denning. Kat Dennings. I don't know who that is. Two Broke Girls, the curvy one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, all I saw right. her once on the Warner Brothers I lot. I know who she is. She was moving like a lava lamp. I was like, call me a hippie and give me is a doobie. Is she single? No, she's dating some fucking chiseled okay. motherfucker who um, probably surfs. Okay, but I'm putting that in the back of my mind. Who, Kat Denning? Yeah. That I'm going to date Kat Denning? No, I'm putting that type in the back of my mind. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like to have a Rolodex of people I could set up with other people. It's a weird thing because, like, uh, Chelsea and I have talked about this a lot. Oh, Chelsea came up. Is the idea that women like you, you're, you're what I would consider a fit body type. Thank you. Sorry to be talking about you this way. That's okay. You could. You I could, did pop physique today. You did what? Pop physique. Is that an Xbox game? It's an Xbox game. No, it's the ad all over LA with the close up of the lady's butt. That woman's ass on Highland. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that one. The really pale one. And he's a little tan, but. The one before. So right now it's the woman holding the rock above her head. Okay, yeah. But the one before that was a green bikini bottom yeah, yeah, and yeah. just an ass. That's my body type. Oh, but it's too pale. She's too pale. No, I don't know if you're picturing it right. No, I am. That girl's too skinny for you. If you like the other girl, then the girl on the poster's too skinny for you. I think that's true, but it's a close-up. So but it gives the illusion up. of a huge ass. Exactly. But I no, I like that, typically. But the thing, okay, so you could be wearing something very revealing, and I wouldn't think anything of it. But if you're Kat Denning and you wear the same yes. sort of dress, you look like a whore. And that, well, because and that, I don't have big boobs, but, but like, that, yeah, if you have big offensive. boobs. It's offensive. Something is. offends people. Mm-hmm. I saw a father with his daughter today in Venice, and she was developing... I'm sorry. I'm not. I don't mean to be creepy. She was definitely like 20 years old, and she was developed. She had big boobs, mm-hmm. and she was going to be a Pete girl. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, I'm sure that dad with their stupid rented bikes, when she started to come in, <laughs> when the cr- <laughs> when the crops started to come in, was like, shit, this is trouble. Yeah, and it is. And you know, I get because it, you're but right. It, Even if you're wearing something very conservative, yeah. it's like that girl has tits. Yeah, you I can know. Picture you them. can't hide it. There they are. And what a cat Denning's moving, jiggling. It was mesmerizing. And men are so stupid, and I'm one of them. And I'm so stupid, and I see it, and I'm hypnotized. And suddenly, I'm I'm operating on a different level. You know what I mean? But it's not even like I I notice it too, not in a sexual way. But sure. I'm just like, oh my god, look at that girl's tits. Of course you do. Look at them. Because you can't help it. You can't. But uh, like a, a more fit girl, I, I have a much easier – now, now th- th- that type is also attractive to me. I'm just talking – I think it's something about that puritanical past about how overt sexuality yeah, is ta- – that's exactly what it it's is. It's taboo. So I'm like, look at, look mm-hmm. at sex. I'm on, a, I'm on a date with sex. Like I, I dated <laughs> a girl that was very voluptuous and it was probably helpful to me to go to a dinner with a girl. It made me very uncomfortable but it probably forced me through some of that prudishness. Where I'm still, to be honest, even as I'm thinking about it, I was uncomfortable with the way she dressed. And I'd like to think I grew through that, but I'd probably still be. Did she dress slutty or was just revealing? I don't think it was slutty. It was, it was just revealing, yeah. She, she was proud of her crops. She had a good, a good season. She watered them <laughs> regularly. And she wanted to take them to auction. But I was like, I just bought your land. Can you put the displays away? See, that's my Did you bullshit. buy her land, though? No, I didn't buy her land. Okay. I was renting her land. Or you rented it, but did you plan any... I know I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I, I used a napkin. Great. Oh, oh, use a napkin. Laser. I gave myself a laser for that one. But that being said, uh, you know, you know who I've never really had a big thing for is the Asian girls, and I only say that because they get so much attention. They get a lot of attention from white dudes. From white men. My group and love Asian girls, and yes. my big thing is, you know, a lot of them aren't the Cat Dennings type. I feel like a lot of like. 
I don't know, tall, goofy guys love a tiny little Asian girl. It always seemed a little weird to me. And I'm, but but you know. women, but white women are not often seen with Asian men. I have a couple of girls. Asian men are the least dated group. Asian but men and black women. I have a couple of, of white female friends who are married to Asian men, but it's it's rare. I feel like people are always fascinated. There by is that. the there is the occasional super age. I know I, one of my friends is like a gorgeous Korean man. Mm-hmm. Sonny, if you're listening, he's gorgeous. One time we were in Las Vegas together and I just looked at him and I was like, look, man, I'd tell you if I was gay and I'm not. I will you tell you, are exotic I have and gorgeous. two half Korean <laughs> guy friends who are two of my most attractive friends. Yeah, there you go. I, the half Korean, half white is like, the, that's it. That's it, the mix you want. But the Asian men, least dated male group. Asian yeah, group. I don't know why, but yeah. Because they have great skin. They're usually, like, fit. Yep. Picture an Asian guy. Does he have pecs? Probably. Yeah. He's got some abs. Yeah. He's not too and hairy. And I don't like I don't like a lot of hair. He's not hairy. Uh, you know, it always, you know what always kind of is we off-putting? I don't want to make too much of a judgment here. Straight pubic hair always kind of bub- bums me out when you watch the pornography. I feel like Asian people have the straight pubic hair. Do they? Yeah. I did not know this. Katie, can you Google image that? In the ones that I've seen, it looks a little bit more straight. Maybe it's because they, uh, the Japanese people that I've seen, maybe it's because they uh, groom it differently. But it always looks a Wait, little full wilder. On straight. It looks like you're going to choke on it. It looks like when you're done, you're going to go. That was great. <coughs> oh, let's Why get some sushi. Why are they sushi. trimming it? Maybe they are. I could be wrong. I've been wrong okay, every I didn't day I didn't my entire life. I do life. know that in... Maybe this is the time I'm wrong. I do know that in a few Asian countries, countries it's taboo to show well, pubic hair. Well, they blur hair. it Yeah, often. they blur it out. Even if it's like a hardcore porn where girls are like shitting on each other, yeah, they'll yeah. still blur out the pubic hair, which is so bizarre. Again, I think that's uh, probably enhances the fun. It's just kind of like... Because there's something that's coming up. That, like, what does it look like? Seinfeld had a great bit where it's like, I just think we're attracted to whatever they're not showing us. Absolutely. That's why I think like a woman in lingerie is like crazy. Easy, sexy, but then naked, you're like, all right, I've seen it. Move on. I agree. I've always fantasized about the strip club where she comes out wearing that frumpy sweatshirt yeah. she sleeps in. It says Hillman. She has a sense of humor. It's a fake college. Take it <laughs> I off. I thought it funny was like pants. Hillman's mayonnaise. <laughs> that, would be, that would be my fantasy. That's very funny. Oh, mayonnaise. The girl comes out in her Hellman's university. <laughs> I majored in ag, minored in vinegar. <laughs> very, very funny. We're having a lot of fun. <laughs> Are we? Is this. This you're, is fun. You're having fun. It's fun. You're not having fun. No, I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, I believe you are. <laughs> um, so anyway, let's. So do we want to talk about the sadness? Yeah, we can talk about sadness. We didn't talk about it enough. Well, I'm I'm just a little confused that you broke up with the guy and then you were so you dated him for three years. I dated him for three years. What did he do? Was he in the biz? He was not in the biz. The last two guys I've dated, I had only dated comedy guys up until a few years ago, and the last Gross. two guys I dated were not in the business. Not intentional. Okay. How were they funny-wise? Were they intimidated by the plethora of comedy you're surrounded um, by? It was a little weird at first because they're not like – they don't understand a bit. Like when you just jump into Isn't it. Isn't funny? We talk, me and Oren talk about that. We're like – like he'll start dating a girl. He's like, she's great. She's hot. She does bits. Like, yeah, like, you, but you have bits. to. You kind of have to because it's part – it's so much of who we are yeah. that at first it's like very alarming when they can't just like dive into it. And at first I was like, oh, this isn't attractive. I don't like this. I don't like this. I'll actually take it to another place. Not only do bits, but they need to know why I'm laughing after I jerk off and why I think it's hilarious yes. that the Counting Crows are playing while the fireworks go Exactly. Off. The, Jess St. Clair said they need to get the cosmic joke. They need to get it. They need to know why everything is funny. But I realized that they can not only be taught a little bit, because you 
like we have the same sense of humor and I say we as in like our collective group of, of mutual friends have the same sense of humor yes. largely because we came up through we came up through UCB or we came up through this this social group of people that has the same sense of humor a lot of us were trained it was encouraged at the very it was least. encouraged I think it was and, an instinct we, that was encouraged yeah and we learn it from our peers without our friend, even realizing that's why it. we hang out with funny people that's why I can't exactly. hang out with somebody who isn't who I don't like their sense of humor exactly and Over. but that's also why like when I moved here like I remember when I first moved here one of the first projects I worked on was with Alex Fernie from UCB LA the Fern the Fern do and I know Alex Fern? I instant you probably do he's uh-huh. on convoy but I instantly was like oh this guy talks the way that I talk even uh-huh. though we had never met before and I realized it's because we grew up and we came up right. through the same type of groups well of that's friends. why Joe Hartzell and I never knew each other Joe Hartzell as well I was I like oh this him. guy I can do bits with that's what I'm saying right away I didn't know him from Adam we did a shoot together for but a you week instantly, you feel like you first know him first day I mean the conversations we were having in between takes were like this podcast. We got into it immediately. Exactly. The episode that we did together was basically just recapping a lot of things we already talked about because I was like, I get you. Got it. Yeah. And that's how I felt when I met Joe as well. Like instantly, I was like, oh, I get Your boyfriend's guy. name is Joe. No, 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 no. Joe Hartzell, I mean. Okay. But my point is with the guys, you really, you have to, my point is if you meet a girl that you really like, listen, if you have nothing in common, fuck it. But if you meet a girl or a guy that you really like, but you feel like it's missing a little bit, you have to cut them a little bit of slack. Mm-hmm. Give them a little bit of time because we didn't come out of the womb like this. Mm. We didn't. I think we came with with the building blocks. We came with the building blocks. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And we came, we're in a little bit of a different group, but we didn't come out exactly like this. So Agreed. give them a little bit of time. And what I've realized is like after a year, you're like, oh, they're starting to get it. I yeah. mean, you have to, you, you know have what to Kroll have someone said? who gets it a little bit this at is, first. Kroll was like, I just want somebody that can A to C. That's what he said. <sighs> but I get it. Like I get, like he's right. He is and right. And if they can't A to C, then tell people, kick them to the curb. Hey, we got to tell them what A to C is. A to C is you don't have to explain the joke from A to B. <laughs> right. If If something comes up, they can fill in the middle. If, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of a good example of A to C, but if we're in, in improv, if the suggestion is cold, mm-hmm. A to B would be shivering. Right. Shivering would then go to dancing. Right. Maybe. So maybe you go from cold to dancing, which would be like, how did you get there? Maybe you don't get it, but you skipped B. Exactly. Okay. But it may be maybe a better example than that, but we got it. Uh, so you're with Boy out of the business mm-hmm. three years. Mm-hmm. What did he do? He did like PR. How do you meet him? I met him. At, oh God, this is a funny story, kind of. Yeah, please. I, I thought you were him, about to be like, you kidnapped. This, me. You're talking about the last guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was in New York, and I was like, my last year in New York, and I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna like go out every night drinking and go crazy, which I did with Megan Nurger, the, pre- the previously mentioned Nurge. Um and we, I got an invite to the Woody Awards. Do you know what the Woody Awards are? No. They're the MTVU Awards or MTV2. It's like a smaller VMA, basically. Uh-huh. So I got invited because I used to be a VJ on VH1, which is, is part of Viacom. not an astronaut? It's just an airline pilot? <laughs> no, it's just a giant boner. Uh, is um, it? No, no, no. I don't know what it is because <laughs> I, I don't remember. But um, I got to go there and do the red carpet <laughs> and go in the VIP section with free drinks. And I brought... My friend Megan and we I think got, everything should be it should be a, like a pink carpet and half price drink. Exactly, <laughs> it's, like it's like the, like the lower less, tier. Yeah, yeah, go on. Um, so we're in this section getting a little too tipsy, and I see this guy, and I was like, "That guy is so hot." Okay. And she's like, "Go over and talk to him." So I went over to him, and I and he was not in the VIP section. This is uh, the douchiest thing. Not, he was in the P section. He was in the normal section. <laughs> yeah. And I said to him, from what I remember, I said, "Hey." 
do you want to come to the VIP section and get free drinks? And he goes, yeah. And then I snuck him under the little, like, <laughs> what do they call the velvet rope thing? And yeah. then he came in and drank. He ditched his friends and came in and drank with us. Uh-huh. And then I made out with him that night. And then we dated for three years. Did you crest strip it? I probably did. Yeah. I probably had crest strips in there or an equivalent thereof, a wisp. So you made out in the carpet. Mm-hmm. And, and I made out at the after party <laughs> with him. And two years after we dated, he told me something I said to him that night. Oh, boy. He goes, do you know what, what you said to me when you were drunk that night? I go, no. And he told me, and I go, wow, that's really douchey, but it sounds like something I would have said. What was it? <laughs> really drunk. Give me, give me, uh, cut me a little slack because I was really drunk. in a safe place. I evidently whispered in his ear. <laughs> I can't believe I'm sharing this with you. I know Polly Shore. Even better, even better. I said... I'm 31, but I have the body of an 18 year old. <laughs> oh my God. That is great. Because he's six years younger than me. Wow. And I said that. And he, he told me later, he goes, You said that. And I, I was like, I'm so embarrassed, but I was so drunk, like more That's... than I normally get. And he goes, But you do have a good body. And I was like, Okay, <laughs> then I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. So embarrassing. Yeah, I've. Ugh. I, I I just want to join you in the awkward pool. Yeah, do, I've, did, I've been drunk and yelled. I have a big dick. Great. <laughs> do you have a big dick? I do. Great. I feel like it's okay to say if it's true. It's not huge, <sighs> but it's big. Yeah, it's big. So be proud. I mean, it's but it's not like monster. I don't, we don't want a monster. We that's want a saying. big one. No, that's what I'm saying. We don't want monster. We that's don't want to I'm be saying. uncomfortable. That's why I'm. I'm not selling you because I because I was just nobody wants a monster. And to be fair, I don't have the body of an eighteen was that year old. On the show. <laughs> I have the body of like a twenty six year old, <laughs> but not an eighteen year old. <laughs> Were we talking about that on the show? Was the idea that the unveiling of the dick could go so many different ways? There's too small. No, I just did this on. Uh, this this feels terrible. A different podcast. There's too small. Yeah. And then if I were a girl and the dick were really small, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. That's kind of how you feel. You're like, all right. Who cares? Let's, I mean, all right. All right. What a bummer. That's kind of how you feel. Let's see the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, if the dick is really big, then I'd be bummed out. Like huge. Well, if the dick is really big. The, like he gets for pale me, when he gets an erection. It's like you still get excited when you see it. Yeah. And when you feel it with your hand, you're like, yeah, it's big. But then when you feel it. Inside of you, you're like, oh, it's too big. Yeah. Like, you don't get, you don't get, it's not really disappointing. You're just like, oh, okay. Oh, we can't do certain things. Yeah. I, you know, I've had that happen where it doesn't seem to be pleasant for them. (laughs) (laughs) If you've had that, like, that's probably, then you're at a good size. If you had it like once, then that's probably a good size. Yeah. But it's, at first you're like, hell yeah. And then you're like, I'm sorry. Do you want some tea? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I will end it Some guys oh, would be like let, Let's I'm get sorry, in here I'm sorry do you want some tea I'm going to pillage I'll be like I own the notebook let's I fuck. feel like you we can write a whole fuck. movie around that line I'm sorry my dick's too big Do you want some tea Yeah You know it's funny I've been thinking about, a lot about sex But like it's not just It's not just sex It's the whole It's the whole thing We, we were talking about how a 20-second hug releases endorphins and stuff, and, mm-hmm. it, and it makes you feel this intense. Not intense, but like a real connection, yeah. even with a stranger. Yeah. And uh, we've done it on the show, and sometimes fans want to do it after the show, and I always do it. People think I'm just obliging, but honestly, I get something out of it. I don't care oh, yeah. how uh, little I know them, or if I've never seen them, or if it's a boy or a girl, I don't care. 20-second hug makes you feel good. And then I was like, that's why, that's the, that sex is like a long hug. Sex is like Aww. a 10-minute hug. There's like, <laughs> That's how imagine- you're going to explain the birds and bees to your future kids. <laughs> 
Sex is like a long hug. Oh my god! And then they're gonna be fucked up. Sex is like a long <laughs> hug, and then something crashes the party. But y- yes and no, it is like a long hug because you do feel closer with the person. But sometimes you're like, no, no. What do you mean? Sometimes it's not good. Oh sure, of course. And then you just want it to end. I understand that. But you know, I was just thinking about it's typically male that you have the sex and then you're you're happy that you have the sex. And then it's typically female that like the you know, the cuddling and the and the laughing and the giggling mm-hmm, or the watching mm-hmm. the movie. I know so many guys, I'm not alone in this, that it's the whole thing. Yeah. I like being silly in a hotel, at the hotel, putting on the robes and shit. Oh, God. See, I think the guys I date like that more. I think that's our generation. I think that's the difference. My dad, covered in blood and oil, Mm -hmm. fuck, sleep. Why? He's got to get up at 4 a.m. to kill a rooster. Exactly. (laughs) For fun. That's just for fun. That's just to get his blood going. Me, I don't have anything to do tomorrow. I'm a comedian. Let's fucking get spaghetti and throw it at each other. Yeah. And I have found... I don't know if you found this, but I found that in my 20s, all the girls I knew were like, I want to get married. I want to do this. I want to get this. And the guys were like, no, no, no relationships. And now that I'm in my 30s, all the guys are like, I want to be in a relationship. Let's do this. I want to oh, really? settle down. And I'm like, whoa, slow it down. Interesting. Well, that would that would go with my theory because I believe I'm going through my tw- my 20s yep. and my 30s. But also because you were married in your 20s. Because I flipped it. I flipped Yeah, the you flipped it. I got through my 20s doing nothing. I did nothing. 22 to 28 fucked one person. That's not, you didn't do nothing. <laughs> Well, <laughs> it was food. You co- did a, something it, else other than fucking. One it wasn't person. food. Court. I think you ate a lunch or two in in that time. She was a Panera. Oh, oh! <laughs> My aunt recently asked me this question. By the way, she goes, "Do you have Panera in L.A.?" And I go, "I don't think so." She goes, "Well, what do you eat for lunch?" <laughs> oh, that is as if that's all funny. that I could eat for lunch was Panera. That is really funny. And I, I remember. Like, oh, I don't know. I remember the first time I saw Panera, I was like intimidated. I was like, "Can I go in there?" Do they have them here? This was in New, I don't think this they was in do. New England. I don't. I don't think they do. Would throw a brick through a Panera like a Portland would throw a Starbucks. You get it. <laughs> would break the window of a Panera in L.A. like they yeah. break the window of a Starbucks in Portland because yeah. we don't like that shit. They're owned by McDonald's. So what went? Of course they are. What don't they own? Ugh. 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 By the way, one of our sponsors is McDonald's. I. <laughs> I hate McDonald's and, and that sort of – those food products, simulated food products. Yes, agreed. So much I have, I have nightmares that I'm eating there. That's Oh, really? That's my – I have the body of an 18-year-old. That's worse. See, Big Dick, that serves me or whatever. I'm such a food Do you food eat super snob. healthy? I do. I'm the fattest, most nutritionally informed person. Is that a newer thing? Well, it goes back to what we were talking about. When I start dating somebody, mm-hmm. fucking healthy Pete goes away. Because he just wants to take you out to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then go on vacations and have fun. Go on vacations, who cares? And there's more alcohol and there's more laying about because the seduction's over. You found somebody. It's ice cream time. I'd really like to see if I could find somebody that I don't drink uh, all the time with necessarily. Mm -hmm. Would like, if I, I mean, if they were excited that I got up in the morning and was like, I'm going to make kale juice. (laughs) And they were like, and they were happy. Could you, maybe not, they don't have to be like, make me one. But they would be but like, they're cool with it. fine, I'm going to eat a banana Yeah, or but it's L.A. I think you'll find people like that now. Unfortunately. But then here comes the second part. Are you ready for the second part? Mm-hmm. Self-hate. Do I want somebody that's like me or do I want somebody like Chelsea who's like, you're a fucking idiot. I'm not saying date Chelsea, but somebody that like no, no, I no. – Do I want – like you find somebody that's like you and then you're worried that they're too much like you. I have that exact same dilemma. Yes. Because I, I find that when I'm with – 
if it's I'm someone who's a little too different from me, I'm like, oh, good, they're challenging me. But I, there's less in common. But if they're like me, I'm like, well, shit, if we have kids together, they're going to be fucked because it's just all my issues yeah. times two. Yes. Same bullshit. I have the same problem, but <sighs> I think God. you can't overthink it until you find the person, first of all. Yep. Good. And I also think that you're going to learn from them either way. If they're different from you, you're going to learn from them. And if they're the <laughs> same as you, then you're going to learn from them because you're like, oh, I do that and that's not good. Yeah, hopefully. You know, like I have a lot of traits that my dad has that I don't like, like a temper. You know, I get fired up really easily mm-hmm. and it only makes me realize it more. Like I'm like, oh, oh I get it. You know, like you see it in him. And I then see it in like, him oh, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I got to keep that. That's why check. it's uncomfortable for me to hang out with my parents. Like I see something in my father, like my father will buy things top of the line, but not really re- like they doesn't research them. I don't think they're aware that they like I was like, oh, you guys have Wi-Fi. Like, I was looking at my phone. I was like, you guys have Wi-Fi? And they're like, we do? <laughs> I'm like, you have a Wi-Fi? Because he just gave someone money and was like, just give me top of the line. Fucking get in there and give me top of the line. Cause, and I'm like, oh, that's like me. Like, I will very quickly buy whatever I think the solution is. But do you re- – do you because of your father, do you realize that you're like – Because of my father, here's what I do. My father buys books and doesn't read them. And like as an act of rebellion, I will buy books and I will read them because it makes me sick to my stomach when I have a book on my – like my dad mm-hmm. has so many fucking books because we just give him, get him a book on Babe Ruth, get him a book on Lou Gehrig, get him a book on the Red Sox, Pie Train. But you're learning from it. Yeah, you're right. You're learning from him. I think that's your but point. But I don't think – you're having all these like irrational fears about a relationship that doesn't exist. I know. I you like know the, from the high heels to the like. Oh my god, we're going to be too much alike. You, she's not even there yet. So I like, know. Don't stress out about it. You're you're just stressing out about. It's just. I think it's just a phase. I, and you're absolutely right. And again, as always, as the Buddha would tell us, the answer is to just to be present right now. You know, what I mean? yeah. and fucking deal with it right now. But uh, the other thing I saw at this lunch, I saw this guy with his son, and that made me feel sick. Why? I don't know why. I'm just like in this place where like I'm so afraid. Don't get me wrong. I, I want a kid and I'm going to yeah. have a kid and it's going to be great. But I was in the sushi place and it was one of those like prefix kind of sushi mm-hmm, places. Mm-hmm. It was a expensive lunch. And then I look at this kid with his dad. And I'm like, why is this kid eating this premium yeah. sushi? And he's just like just a fucking little shit. Well, there's shit. a lot of dum-dums in, out there. I know. but And like, especially in L.A., there's a lot of dum-dums who are having more dum-dums and breeding and having more dum-dums. And you know what's weird is I don't even think these were dum-dums. I think these were like kind of probably pretty with it people. I don't know. But I was just looking at them and just today, where I am today – and like as stupid as this sounds, just kind of acknowledging where I am today. Today is the kind of day I saw a father with his son and my brain reflexively just went, fucking idiot. What a dummy. That guy can't do shit. He's got this idiot that he has to feed. Kid needs food. What a waste giving kid food. Who wants to give a kid food? He doesn't know shit about shit. But it's going to be different when it's your kid. It'll also be different in 20 minutes. You know what I mean? In yeah. 20 minutes, I'll see a stupid yeah. kid like, I've dropped my ice cream. And I'm like, little rascal, <laughs> get over here. Do you want a new dad? Like, I'll I'll go all the extremes. But that's normal. Yeah, I know. I feel okay. I think it's normal. It, it, it might just be coming from New York because sometimes, like, you know, whether it's road rage or me just, like, hating dum-dums, I'm always like, these fucking people are. And I find that my friends who are from the West Coast are like, just chill out, man. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, why don't you – this is important to be aware of your surroundings. <laughs> yeah. And critical of people. That's funny. I hate that. That's a big thing for me. When I've, people are like, chill out? No, I'm the chill out guy. You but, would hate me. But you are yet yeah, you're getting angry at like 
people in a car or this guy with his kid. Yeah, and then I bury it. <laughs> See, I, I let it out. I know, but like, here's the thing. Like, you're reminding me of a, a time in a, in a relationship I was in. I was in this uh, the Grove, and we were parking. And you know how it is at the Grove. You're the in happiest that place structure. on earth. Uh, I do love the Grove. <laughs> And uh, if I were a place, I think I'd be the Grove. Yeah, that, you would be the Grove, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so I'm with uh, my girlfriend at the time, and this car was waiting for another car to pull out. So it kind of like slammed on the brakes right. with the excitement that another car. And then that car was taking a while. And then my, my girlfriend at the holding time you up. was holding me up. And I'm like, who cares? What are you going to do? You're going to wait. Nothing's going to speed this up. And uh, the girlfriend at the time like re- reached over and honked my horn. I was like, fucking move. And you're like that. I'm like, what are you doing? Instantly flushed, jacuzzi of anxiety and panic. <laughs> and I'm like, who is this person? Immediately, I'm like, is this how you're going to treat our kids? Like, I can't have that. I need patience, kindness, goodness, peace, loveliness. Aww. You can't be that way. I would do that. <laughs> yeah, would you? <laughs> well, see. And maybe that's, enough, maybe that's a good thing. And maybe, my... maybe you should be in the car with some knuckle that's like, fucking hey, move it. But I maybe <laughs> I need you, someone like you to I, – I think you need to – like I said – if, I understand if, to balance it out. To balance it out, but also if you have two ang- two angry people in the car, then I all of a sudden realize like, oh, this it's a mirror. It's, it's actually like, this is what I'm. You're doing. exactly right because my therapist is like, I think there was part of me that envied that person. Oh, because really? She, because she would let it out and it would upset me so much. But then I, there, I think he was like, there's part of you that wishes you could be that way. Yeah. Uh, the other example, and this comes up, uh, snow cat calling, uh, is. Uh, when I see guys catcalling p- girls, mm-hmm. even if it's like kind of tasteful or whatever. But you like, want to say something to them. No, it, it makes me angry and I want to be like, shut the fuck up. The girl's just trying to walk down the street. Uh, but then there are girls that like attention and, and, yeah. and if it's uh, tasteful or whatever. My, another thing my therapist was like, I think there's part of me that envies them acknowledging like you with the brush strips – and acknowledging mm-hmm, that making mm-hmm. out happens. Those guys are acknowledging that there's movement in their dicks. You know what I mean? That they're feeling yeah, something. They're, they're getting it out. And they're not, a, they're not letting it – they're not keeping it in exactly. They're letting it out and they go like, damn, you look good today, mommy or whatever. And I'm fucking straight tie Mormon kid acting like I'm not having that thought. But really, yeah, I'm saying – Well, have you ever tried to like – The same thing have, in my head. Have, have you ever had a moment like recently since you were going to therapy, have you been like – Oh, I'm having a moment of anger. I should get it out. I yeah, should say yes. I'm angry. Yeah, it, and it's come up on this show. It's and, happened recently. And you're? Do you feel good afterwards? It's hard. I think that's another man thing: is being okay. Yeah. It's see, hard. here's the thing: is when I get mad, I always see the other side. It's like what I was saying with the breakup. I think some man shit, and let's just say some grown up shit. Okay. That's what I'll say. Yeah, yeah. Some grown up shit is going. I'm mad. I'm aware that there's a counter argument, mm-hmm. and I may regret or reconsider my position later. But I will deal with that. But here's how I feel now, and I'm going to be heard. And and that and I think that is important. And the example that came up is uh, these workers blocked me in at my building, and I got mad at my at the guy working on the building, mm-hmm. and was like, "You you need to like apologize to me, like you shouldn't <laughs> block me in." Instead of just walking away, and I felt like an asshole for about two weeks, and then I had to air it on the podcast and have other people two tell weeks. me it was okay. Yeah, for two weeks I was like, "What should I have done? Was oh. that okay?" Yeah. And you know what that what is that? That's I think that's an evolutionary fear that people will um stop loving me and won't help me if I'm in need. I really think there's a base level if I'm mean to the guy who runs my building, when my pipes explode, he won't help me. So the more that's why Or Rick's, is it just Rick's like it's easier to get through life because it's less conflict? 
It is also it's less safer scum. in a way. It is safer too. And in a weird world, he could be in a terrible mood and be like, fuck you, asshole, right. and try and fight me. Whereas I think evolutionarily, it's, it's quote unquote safer to be like the, the angry person who no one wants to fuck with. You're also a tiny broad. You're yeah. that girl. If, that, in reality, we should our personality should be flipped. I know. I should be the asshole that's <laughs> yeah. like, what are you going to do about it but with like, a turkey leg? In that situation where the person isn't like holding up the car in front of holding me up, yeah. I get so annoyed because if I were that person waiting for a parking spot, I'd be like, oh shit, there's someone else behind me. It would be selfish of me to hold them up. I'll, I will continue to move. I will give up this parking ah, spot. That's interesting. TJ and I talk about that a lot because we go through a lot of our lives, especially in relationships doing things for people that we want done back to them. Mm-hmm. But that's a shitty motivation to do things for people. You should do things because you love them and because you want them. But then we quietly resent them for not doing it back to us. Yeah. But I just – I don't like when people – and I find this a lot in LA. They think the world revolves around them. Sure. Like they're not paying attention. Like they'll cross four lanes of traffic and hold up a thousand people because they they don't want to go around the block. Today in Venice though, I was driving to my sensory deprivation tank. <laughs> Did you ever think you would say that sentence out loud? Well, part of me did. Because it sounds like prison. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was driving to my elective torture. (sighs) It was actually wonderful. And I saw a parking spot in Venice. The king of the cluster fucks. It's the hardest place to find a parking spot. So I see it. And then I make the goof. It's on one of those CT streets. Mm Mm-hmm. So I make one of those uh, a, a U-turn. It's right. not even a U-turn. It's a lowercase J-turn because that's how far <laughs> I make it. And then I realize that the other way has gotten the light. So now there's this huge yellow oh, no. DHL okay, okay. van being blocked by me. And then – OK. So I can finish the U-turn. Pretty good turning radius on the Volkswagen Golf. Two moves. But then well he doesn't realize that now I'm pulling up just to back up again. Oh, okay, so, and then okay. he's right behind me. And then I'm like, fuck, I can't lose this spot. We got an appointment for our hippie treatment. But he can't go around you? He can't go around me because these other people are waiting at a light. Did so you what put I the do is on? the blinker's on. I pull up and then I a couple spots ahead, so people will at least know that I still have a claim on the spot, but we'll give him room to go around. Agreed. And then then four or five cars, suddenly just like out of nowhere, the sleepy beach town, suddenly there's every fucking car on this tiny street. And they all have to go around me. And I, in my mind, I remember feeling grateful that none of them honked, none of them gave me the finger, none of them even gave me a look. I deserved all of those things, and that's grace, and that's what I love. Well, see, I wouldn't mind that because it's par- you're parallel parking, you're pulling in, it's only going to be a Some minute. people don't even know that, though. They but just if think you're I'm waiting for someone off. to like, you know, it could be forever that somebody's loading up their car in the Grove. They could be taking a nap in their car. That's true. That's true. It's it's like which side are you going to go with? You could go on the you could err on the side of this person is probably doing something reasonable, and that's me in that car. Yeah, if it's that's reasonable, my, I'm okay with it. But but we, when we don't know, you make a choice. You yes. either go that's yes. me, that's my mother, and that's my brother mm-hmm. in my in that car, or you go that's the other, and that's a cocksucker, and fuck him, and we're both. It's my mother, and maybe it's an idiot. And, and you have to choose in which way are you going to default. And you usually go one way. I usually go the other way. And I usually default to that's me in that car. <sighs> and that's me. And I've been there. And I made a mistake. And I'm, I'm too far in the middle. And I'm going to hold up some traffic right now because I'm tired of looking for parking. I wonder if you and I have ever – if I've ever honked at you not knowing it's you. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. How cool would it be? Wouldn't you love if an angel visited you tonight and was like, you have no idea how orchestrated the world is. Let me show you something. They took you on a, tr- on a trip and they were like, this is you in the morning. Remember this? And you're in the back seat and there's you in the front. Yep. And you're watching. He's like, see that white Mazda? 
And you're like, yeah. See, you would never notice that white Mazda, but look at this. And then they cut to you at lunch, like five hours later. They go, that's the same white Mazda right there. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, that guy's name is Glenn Wolverton. <laughs> and he, he doesn't know that you guys went to the same place for lunch and we're at that intersection. And he lives across town. And then let me show you this. At night, you crossed him again. You know what I mean? And again, and they showed you how many times you and Glenn yeah. Wolverton happened to cross paths. Wouldn't that make your dick hard? But uh, if that really happened, it would be like, let me show you the, the dum-dum who made a stupid turn and uh, held up 50 people. And it'd be like some 50-pound girl in a giant Hummer being like, I don't know where Canada is on a map. Uh, and my daddy bought me this car. And yay, LA, let's go to a club. It'd be that girl. Because yeah. that's who it really is. And it could be I know you person. have this romantic view of life in LA, but there's a lot of dum-dums here. Of course there are. Ugh. That's what Chelsea calls aggro, Pete. We, we were eating uh, brunch the other day. That was brunch. We were eating brunch the other day. Was this, it a weekend? You're right. It wasn't a weekend. But it's not brunch. I'm sorry. I brunch most days. It's late breakfast. <laughs> I'm a hobbit. It's breakfast then. All right. Breakfast. Late breakfast. Late B. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, technically, it was my second meal, but the first meal was kale juice. So let's be real. Right. It's not a meal. So I'm, sit- <laughs> I'm sitting there, and this, this guy, this older guy, and this young girl sat down, and the guy was speaking to her in this way... That I can't articulate. It just drove me so crazy. They were a couple? No. In fact, he was too old for her. But he was, you know, he was okay. He, he was in good shape mm-hmm. for being in his 40s. And she was probably in her late 20s. Mm-hmm. And you could just tell from the minute they sat down, this guy wants to fuck her. Yep. Hard oh. in the bum bum. Ugh, okay. But instead of being honest... And being like, I want to fuck you on the bum bum. Not that that's anything you should say to anybody on this weird late breakfast. But he sat down with her and he did the. He was like, "Are you okay? Like, do you, is, are you in the sun? Do you want to move? Like, just being the like, I'm I'm protective. I'm listening." And he, and one of the questions he asked, he goes like, "What's your opinion on diamonds?" Oh my that's god! That's what he said. And Somebody the, yeah. said that question out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A grown fucking man <laughs> who thinks he's playing chess with this girl who's playing checkers, and I'm just watching them hating them and i just started texting chelsea all the comments about this couple so this is this is my other side this is my pettiness this is my yeah that's honking you getting the horn. angry yeah but i do it in the polite anglo-saxon bullshit way and but this guy doesn't even know. i'm definitely still doing it i'm just telling you this to let you know that i'm right there better. with you and then i left and chelsea goes i think he knew you were texting about him and i said good fucker and she goes aggro pate <laughs> She gets a little glimpse. It is. A little glimpse. Because I hate him. Because he reminds me of me and the way I used to be with my ex. Was like, you okay, baby? When he, and like, he's just like, all I want to do is fuck you. And she just broke up with some guy. I listen to their entire conversation. I do that all the time and just judge people. You can't not. In fact, mm-hmm. you want to talk about a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend credential? If you're able to sit uh, less than a foot away from the people to your left or right, part of our conversation is going to be what's going on oh, with those people. Absolutely. And if you and if I quote and I just said to Chelsea, I go, "What's your opinion on diamonds?" <laughs> and if she and I didn't say, "Are you listening to this guy or anything?" Yep. Of course, she's hearing. Exactly. You can't tune it out. And, and if the, they and the don't get what can, you're saying, you're out. Yeah, you're I'd out. be like friendship over. You know what's great is when you both speak the same foreign language. Oh by the way, oh my god, I was just <laughs> saying this. When, it's the best. When I was learning Spanish mm-hmm. in high school, and I know a little bit, un poquito. When I was in high school, if my fucking Spanish and all the Spanish teachers and all the French teachers out there, whatever, fucking tell your kids, hey, 
I'm teaching you a secret language a that very superpower. Few, you can be at brunch and speak. And if it had been my friend Ern from high school, I would say it in Spanish, listen to this idiot. You know, I, except you wouldn't say idiot because it's idiota and it's way too close. Uh, well, I speak French verbosa. and the guy that I'm dating speaks French and I cannot tell you how many times we talk about someone that is within inches of us. Because so not a lot of people in L.A. speak French. Spanish? Yeah, not French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can great. see, like, right away if they're understanding Cock dumpster. Cock garage. Correct, yeah. Dick Gar- garage. Garage did, oh, did dick. Cock dumpster is so much better. <laughs> it makes it even more trashy. Ugh. So anyway, high school teachers out there, do that. Please. Well, we always end. This has been great. I could talk to you uh, forever. Likewise. I still feel that tequila, by the way. Really? Woo! Do you want some Jim Beam? We're going to talk about God. No. Still? All right, go. How are we ending it? We talk about God at the end. Okay. Um, How are you feeling spiritually? Are you like, I go through phases. I'm either like really in tune. Like in the uh, deprivation tank, I was like, oh, maybe I'll have a vision or something. At the end, it it was just, it was just relaxing. I didn't find it to be spiritual at all. I, I, I believe that you could be, mm-hmm. but I really believe that that kind of comes and goes. There's times when I'm kind of feeling a little bit more like, oh, white Mazda, alien, uh, angel tour right. sort of shit, connected and cosmic and all that sort of stuff. And then there are other times where it's just not really on the forefront of my mind. Yeah, I, I think that's everyone. Yeah, I agree. Lately, I've been feeling... Uh, very grateful is the word I would go. I don't know if I'd say spiritual, but very grateful. That's a type of in tune. Oh yeah, it definitely is. And that's something that I learned to be aware of. Yeah. Yeah. It's something I didn't realize I, it it was a power that I didn't know I had until I went through a little bit of shit. And that was one of the things I learned. One of the skills I learned is like, focus on what you're grateful for. And Mm -hmm. it really helps. Huge. That's what alcoholics do. It seems so simple. But it's a huge thing that happy people do. Yeah. And it seems so simple that I was like, like a lot of friends that I talked to, like my one friend was like, you know, I have a a thing in my iPhone and I just write down every day. I'm grateful for great tasting coffee. I'm grateful for like little things, you know, and big things. I'm grateful for my family, whatever. And it's amazing the power that that holds because you're like, oh, okay, that's a little cheesy and obvious. I'm grateful for things. But no, you have to you have to articulate it. Uh, Yeah, you really do. Because your your brain will uh, acclimate. Yep. It will just acclimate to whatever you have. Exactly. So you have to keep reminding it. Even like your neighborhood mm-hmm. or your car. Little things. A comfy pair of sweatpants. Yeah. I'm glad I have that comfy. I love sweatpants. I'm <laughs> glad I have a comfy pair of sweatpants. I, 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 it, it doesn't matter. Wait, just to be clear, I'm talking about those really comfy ones. I know. I got them at, uh, <laughs> what's that place on the Third Street Promenade that's like Asian-y? That's not a word. Asian-y? That's not a word. Promenade? But <laughs> Let me just say this. If you touch these sweatpants, you'd be, you'd be I will believer. come in my pants. Yeah. I will come in my non-sweatpants. And if I came in my pants, you would know the size and shape. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because they're sweatpants. too much. <laughs> I'm just saying I'd wear sweatpants all the time if they weren't like a dick highlighter. It's like it's like a little friend. Okay, there. that's fair. I did a set once in sweatpants. Don't do that. The whole time I just talked about it was a mistake. It, like, I but had you called to. it out. The whole set was about how everyone could see my dick. It's very funny, actually. It's a good set. Well, I'm grateful for that. I'm great. Well, you see, you can be grateful for your dick, too. Mm-hmm. You can be grateful for anything. Mm-hmm. And then I, I go through the list of people, and I go through the list of uh, – and what, what I do is it's on a certain segment of my, of my hike. I take a hike in the morning. First Every part, morning? I try. Good for you. And then I get a girlfriend. I'm like, you want to eat brownies? Oh, gosh. I, uh, <laughs> there's a first part that's a little more rigorous. And this, this is a little embarrassing. You tell yourself 
uh, things, mm-hmm. things that you need to mm-hmm. hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that's crazy. It sounded crazy to me too, but it, it totally works. Your brain is stupid. It's like a computer and you can hack it. But the second exactly. part that's less um, – it's just like stuff like every day I'm getting more and more this, whatever it is, whatever you want it to be. So what is your word? You're getting more and more what? I'm embarrassed. Just well, say I, it. I do all of them. Okay. Every day and every way I'm getting, uh, I say smarter and smarter. Mm-hmm. I say happier and happier. Mm-hmm. I say healthier and healthier. I say funnier and funnier. I say safer and safer. If you believe it, then it's true. Uh, it makes you feel all of those things. Yeah, it and really then, does. And then honestly, I do. I think my brain is an idiot. Partly. I think it's both. It's supercomputer and also there's just this rube up there that's like, well, sad, we're happy. Okay. Well, yeah, because if you're, if you're sad, especially if you're thinking about a specific sad thought, that thought is not real. It's just a thought yeah. that you keep, your mind keeps going back to. So if you're like, oh, I want to think about other things, yeah. you just have to train your mind to think about those other things. Completely agree. And then it happens in default. I yeah, think things exactly. like this is my year. I think I can't be stopped. I know these are arrogant things, but no, I'm no, just no, talking no. to myself. They're not. They're only arrogant things if you're an arrogant person, which you're not. And if I said it to you, if I was like, I can't be stopped. I mean, can I be stopped? <laughs> yeah, a series of yeah. events could stop me, but it's it's nice to tell. Or even yourself like I can't a big camel could probably stop you. Mm, a big what? Camel. That's very funny. <laughs> you are very funny. See, that's some A to C right there. Mm-hmm. You could say rock. Then you went to horse camel. camel. A to C. A to C. So let's say on God. <laughs> um, you were raised Catholic. Yeah, and now and now gratitude less. I, I you feel sa- satisfied with your explanation of your gratitude because yes. I ended up yes, talking yes. a lot. So we're both on the same page mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. and hacking our own brains and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. Very very important. Uh, you raised Catholic. When where, well, let's not assume. Where are you now? Are you still Catholic? Um, I call myself Catholic, but I, you know, there's obviously a lot. They're of the that. Jews of the Christians, man. You get to say you're Catholic yeah, even if you don't do exactly. anything. Catholic. That's basically what it is. It's and it's it's a lot of like. Traditional identity more than spiritual identity. I envy I think. that so much because I consider you know, like, myself culturally Christian. But there, but if I were Catholic, I'd just say I'm Catholic. Yeah. But people wouldn't be like, but you don't take communion. Yeah. You know what I but mean? But it's like saying you're Jewish. It's like more I of a. Love, why can't I just race. say I'm Christian? I'm I'm I feel Christian. You could, but it's gotten such a negative connotation. I know, and I'm not. A, I'm not. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I will say, so I I don't go to traditionally. Church. Traditionally, I'm Catholic. I don't go to church. I go to church on Christmas and Easter with my family. And the one day that I go by myself is Ash Wednesday. Do you want to know why? Because you love looking like someone put a cigar out on yes. you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> it's a fetish. No, <laughs> the reason I go on Ash Wednesday, even though I'm not really Catholic anymore, is because they put the ashes on you to remind you that. They do it for a very morbid reason. The reason they do it, it's the day before Lent starts, and they do it to remind you that you're a dust, and to dust you will return. Mm -hmm. But I, to think of it like, oh, you're nothing really, but it helps me get de-stressed because anything that I'm stressed about, I'm like, oh, I'm only on the planet for a short amount of time. It's not a big deal. We're just all dust, and it helps me. I like that. So I go every year. That's great. Good choice. And then I get made fun of because like, you got shit on your forehead. Hey, you got shit on your forehead. Ah, hey, sweetheart. Hey, sweetheart. You want me to wipe that off with my tongue? You got some skull on your forehead. <laughs> All right, so you seem you have a cultural appreciation. Yeah. And you, I am also hearing some reluctance to complete, just like I had. I was like, I'm not. And then I went traditionally. Like, I don't, yeah. want, I don't want to kick Jesus to the curb. Oh, I'm no, not, no. I'm not comfortable I, with I it. I couldn't. I seem too superstitious to do that. Superstitious. See, okay, good. But Follow that. Yeah, but also, like... <laughs> Is there a lot of things that the Catholic Church does wrong? Fuck yeah. Yeah, well, I'm not here to have you defend the yeah. Catholic Church or the Christian faith either. Uh, myth, but that's how I grew up. Myth that helps us understand a bigger picture, or was there Jesus and he did those things? Um, 
I think that that scholars agree that there was a man named Jesus who lived. It's just Josh. There were probably thousands of Jesus. But, yeah, but there was Jesus of that, Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus, son of live. Joseph. Was he the son of God? I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. Right. Well, you know, but there's different... I grew up with that being beat into my head. Sure. So it's weird to it's weird to be like it's definitely not true. What about Jesus teaching us that we're all the sons of God? That's that's a fun one. Yeah. That he's just trying to kind of in a Buddha way have you awaken to the divinity in all of us. I think that and that his ascension, therefore, his death and ascension to heaven isn't literal, but that we all need to die to ourselves. I like and that. Come into the. Enlightenment. I like I like thinking of a lot of it as not literal. You know the that. God created the earth in quote unquote seven days, not literal. A day could be sure. a thousand, a day could be equal a bazillion years. Right. Well, yeah, you're going you're gonna to get into trouble uh, if you take the Old Testament literally. Oh, too. yeah. And that's, that's why Christianity gets a bad name because there's a lot of bonkers people. That's why any religion gets a bad name because there's a lot of extremists. And literal people that literally take the people, Bible. People, yeah, people that need to take a chill pill. Yeah. It's tricky. Did you know there's two creation stories? It's one of my favorite Bible fun facts. Yes, you, there is the one. Um, they're that, both in the first chapter. That uh, they were both formed out of clay, and there was one that he was pull, that Eve was oh, pulled from rib. Adam's rib. The rib, yeah. and there's also one. It's the same two. I'm forgetting which it is. One where he made the animals first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the one that I prefer is he makes Adam first, and, and I love this. Eve then he pulled from his rib. No, then he makes the animals. Because oh, God goes, oh, man is bored. Man is lonely. I'll give him animals. And animals, animals weren't, weren't enough. enough. And then he made Eve. But and turns out ones. animals were enough. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Adam, I was kind of hoping animals wouldn't be enough. Could you put that hawk down? <laughs> Jesus. He's not even flying That's away. So and he cool. could. Adam, Adam wasn't very smart. <laughs> yeah, there's two creation stories. And like that, that blows my mind. How could you... How could you not like? How could you still take everything literally when there's two different stories there? Like right. that's when you want to that's, grab those extremists by the face they, and be like, "There's." Have you even read it? Right. Well, why it's a poem? And why leave in both creation stories unless you are sending a message to be like, "Hey, maybe don't take all this literally." Yeah, agree with you one hundred percent. And why are there four gospels that are completely different? Mm-hmm. I believe it's only two of them that really explicitly say the divinity of Christ. Uh, really, I remember the first time I heard they were like. They go, uh, in Mark, the least reliable gospel. <laughs> and, I, and, and I was like so excited by that phrase. Uh, and it was just interesting. So you're open to that. Mm-hmm. But you believe that there's something communicated by these myths that is important. Um, yeah, I, I do believe that there's something communicated by these myths that is you'd, important, but not as literal as they think it is. You'd raise your kids Catholic? Um, that's a good question. I would at least get them baptized if only to satisfy my mother. Who did it to satisfy her mother? <laughs> Probably. Um, I would take them to many different um, churches and places, I think. Interesting. Yeah. But the, the fear... Kind of, of expose them to a lot, I think. <coughs> the fear of hell and all that sort of stuff. I'm, I'm guessing you don't want those files uploaded. No, but there's also like... I don't think there's some... I don't think it's wrong to maybe have a child think that like, somebody's watching you a little bit. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Santa but, Claus. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, Santa Claus. But the fear of hell is, yeah, you don't... There's just something about the Catholic faith where it's just like, there's no reason to have this, like, horrible fear and guilt. Yeah. Like, I grew up my whole life being guilty. And that's why, like, when I... I think that's why I identify with, like, people who are raised Catholic or Jewish. I think that's why a lot of my friends were raised Catholic and Jewish, because it's like, they get it. And they're funny people. Yeah, they're funny people because they realize how absurd it is that we grew up feeling so guilty over yeah. every little and thing. And you have, you, have you have a machine to rage against. Yeah, and, and I don't really want helps. that for my kids. 
Although, don't you? Maybe we should lie to them and just fuck them up. Okay, let's do so it. So they'll be artists. Let's do it. <laughs> they'll be so funny. So now you uh, you go back to ashes. Mm-hmm. You're okay being morbid. You die. Uh, game over? Or is there a continue screen? Um, I, I'm not adamant about this, but I get frustrated with people when they're like, well, when we die, we die, and that's it. I don't get frustrated if they believe that, but I get frustrated if they try to push on other people because I feel that people often who uh, are so adamant about pushing that on other people have not lost someone who's uh-huh. close to them. Uh-huh. And if you want to believe that there is life after death, whether it's a ghost or a spirit or just a feeling or a heaven or whatever, I feel like if you have lost someone, then you need to believe that. And I am okay with that. Huh. I don't like when people try and... I think we've come to this weird point and i find this a lot in the comedy world especially with younger comedians where they're like they, we've gotten past this like tolerance of religion and into this like angry like if someone says they're christian it's like fuck you you're dumb Ugh. and it's like what happened to tolerance what happened to like acceptance of all these beautiful cultures mm-hmm. like if i meet someone of a, of different religions i think it's awesome and i want to like hear about it mm-hmm. but i just feel like people are are too often like uh, very narrow-minded towards other people's beliefs. That's interesting. Also, what you said just gave me a mini existential crisis because, and it's honest, you're saying that the belief in an afterlife soothes the wound of losing somebody. Yeah. And that, did you see Life of Pi or did you read Life of Pi? I did not re- see it or read it. Basically, and it's not a spoiler, it kind of has a message of... Uh, it is a bit of a spoiler. Look, if you don't want to know any, if you don't want to know anything about the movie or the book Life of Pi, skip 45 seconds ahead starting now. Go. That's this is all the time I'm giving you. I'm okay. going. It seemed to me the message of Life of Pi was there's no god, but isn't it fun to pretend there is? Okay. And doesn't it help us to pretend there mm-hmm. is? And isn't it a better story if we pretend there is? And yes, they leave a little bit in there that you're like, and maybe there is. And that's kind of what you're saying right now a little bit. And that troubles me deeply. I completely understand. And it makes me so sad at the same time that it's bullshit. Like the invention of lying. Did you see the invention of no. lying? Kind I, of so uncultured. Please. It's, it's not uh, Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a silly Ricky Gervais comedy that I think is great. And it has a scene, oh God, in fucking heaven, the internet. If you don't want to know anything about the invention oh, of lying, which has been out for a while skip 45 seconds ahead, has a scene where his mother is dying. Okay, Now, the premise of the movie is that he's the only person in the world that can lie. He invents okay, lying. Okay. So his mother is dying. And it's one of the most moving things I've seen in any movie. And it's in a silly British comedy. Not British, but anyway, he's British. And he's sitting by her bedside. And remember, he's the only one that can lie. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I'm so afraid. It's just the big black nothing. I'm so afraid of dying. Oh. And Ricky Gervais, I'm getting tingly just thinking about it, crying as he says it, says it's not true, mom. You don't go into the nothing. There's a place called heaven and you go and you see all the people you knew in your life and they're healthy and happy again and you're going to get a new body and you're going to live in a mansion and you're going to be with God forever and ever and you'll live forever and be happy. And he's weeping as he says this. And I'm going to cry saying this. And the doctor comes in and that's kind of the inciting incident of the movie as they hear him say Mm -hmm. this then he becomes kind of a prophet and then the movie takes this really weird turn uh a great turn but weird and that to me is incredibly moving and simultaneously disturbing and i really i really don't want it to be 
the invention of lying because death is too cold and black and, and endless. And this is all so meaningless unless I, but then like, if you put a gun to my head and say, do I go up in, into heaven and I have a mansion and there are my friends that have I don't died? I believe and, in a heaven of like a, yeah, and a mansion and we're all running around with Jesus and Rose. I don't believe that. Yeah. I just don't. But do I believe that there is something that we don't understand intangible that continues? Yes. And I like, I have to believe that. I'm, I'm in the same line as you. Like, that's just like, I have to believe that. I have my ticket. And I think that people who, who dismiss that too readily are being a little insensitive to other people. Like, I have a dear friend who, right when I moved to L.A., lost her daughter who's 17 months old. And I have to believe that she is somewhere. Yeah. I have to because I have no other choice. Yeah. Because I couldn't deal with the other option. So I'm okay believing that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I just, you know, the premium of truth versus our human weakness that mm-hmm. I share as well. I'm not calling you weak and I'm not calling anybody that does that weak. It's just like, where where is the line? You know? But does it matter if it only, yeah, I, it's not like, do you want to live in some false reality? But it's like, it's like saying believing in love. Like, do you want to believe in love? It's not a thing. It's not a thing that exists. It's so funny that you say that because Ari Shafir came on the show and he was like, why would you believe in the facade of relational heaven right. basically you know that's childish you know in your your rational mind that it's not real mm-hmm, exactly it's a fantasy why would you play into that and then in the in the same way in the spiritual way i think some of us are going i think there is a good relationship with the spiritual side of mm-hmm. things and i agree you know i love atheists all day and any good atheist will tell you is there a chance that we're wrong? You know, that's yeah. that's why they're gnostic. They agnostic. It's not agnostic. They there's some term for like atheists who are like ninety nine point nine percent sure. Right. And right. I think most of them would say we're ninety nine percent sure. But there's there's still unknown. There's and still unknown. They're always aware of the unknown. They're just saying, given the evidence, most likely it's not true. And I think that's what we all are, kind of. I mean, yeah, we yeah. mean like our group of if if your understanding of, of God is a house. You got a hundred rooms. Ninety-nine of them say, "Look at the evidence. You stepped on an ant. That ant's gone. Are you different from the ant? I don't know. You'd like to think you are. Doesn't that serve you?" And then there's the one room in your house where you go, "I think maybe my spirit goes somewhere. I think maybe I'm reincarnated. Right. I think maybe I go and the actions of this life determine on how not not punished or rewarded, but determine how I like to think how mobile I'll be in some sort of ether." Uh, yeah, I hang out in that room more than the other rooms. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're saying you do yeah, as well. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. I'm also okay with people who don't hang out in that room. I guess that's just where I am, that I don't judge other people for what they believe in. And I feel that a lot of times now, more and more, I notice that people are being judged for what they believe in. And hey, I'm going to judge you if you're like oppressing women in your culture or like doing sure. really fucked up things or not letting gay people marry. I'm gonna, then I'm going to judge you. We're not you. talking about that kind of religion. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about organized religion. I'm talking about what you believe. It is amazing to me how judgy people are of what other people believe, but then if people judge them, they're all of a sudden, it's, it's yeah. just, it's just not fair. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with what you want to believe in that sense. I enjoyed the breaking down of religion being as American as apple pie, and everybody's the, some sort of Christian or whatever, or Jewish or whatever. Uh, I, I'm glad we tore that idol down, and I'm with you that it would. It, it is nice to see, and I think we do live in this world a little bit 
you know, on this show, a lot of people come on and it's always safe and happy. And, mm-hmm, and, the, mm-hmm. and it's not just me. The listeners are always happy to hear different experiences. And there is a lot of mutual respect. And it's wonderful to see atheists and believers. And I meet them at shows and stuff, hardcore Methodists and Mormons and stuff who love the show and show that we say fucked up shit about yeah. God all the time. <laughs> and there's, there is respect. And I think, I think, you know, I'm happy that you came on to share this stuff because I think this could hopefully contribute to that climate that you want. But if you want to talk about God, just have some tequila first. For fuck's sake. Please, some Avion. What did Benjamin Franklin say? Beer is proof there is a God and that he loves us. Oh. Isn't that fun? Oh, Benny. Jesus, how close to we were we to crying with that Ricky Ray speech? If you, I cry every time I watch it. I cry every time I watch 13 going on 30. Jennifer Garner is in The Invention of Lying. For real? And you know what's weird about me? We want to talk about God. That's all I need. Like little things like that. Yep. I go like, yep, not a coincidence. It. Because I want the white mods to have Glenn in it. Glenn fucking Wolverton. Aww. I'll be looking for him on the ride home. Aww. Thank you, Al. We could talk Thank forever, you. but I feel like that was a natural ending point. Katie, how long was that? Uh, 2.38. 2.38. What's the record? Wow. 2.45 or something. Was like wow, I got close. Yeah, I know. Should we talk? <laughs> I'm just kidding. We don't have to go for the record. Wow. Oh, there'll be an intro. Yeah, so maybe it is. Oh, uh, it doesn't count the intro. Uh, we end the show by having the guests say, uh, wow. keep it crispy, which is actually kind of a spiritual thing. Crispy, above all, means present and in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, and Does just, it? To me, it does. It also just means be stupid okay, okay. and crispy and have fun and be silly. It can kind of mean whatever you want, but it's a, it's a positive thing. So we have the guests say, keep it crispy. It just delights me. I don't know why. Keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> Thank you so much. You're Thank lovely. You. I love you. Uh, I love you too. We'll talk again. Now leaving nerdist.com.